0: My name is Shane. Um, as you might be aware that our good friend and co-host Bob DeGren died just a few short weeks ago. Uh Bob was an amazing person. and very so so friendly. <laughs> um, one of the many passions that we both shared uh was and uh, of professional wrestling. Uh the music that I've used to come into this is actually from wrestler Paige who is one of his favourites. I was incredibly honoured to be part of a tribute recording that was recorded about a week or so ago and this is what you're about to hear. Uh, it was organised by uh, Liz from Glen Dance Party. Uh, some of the voices we will be actually be hearing on this is myself, uh, Nutty. From Clown Dance Party, we will have Liz, uh, Lynette, and Janice. Janice is also his, was, was Bob's sister-in-law. From Inside the Ropes, uh, you will also hear the voices of Sondra, who is his co-host on NXT Rundown, and also from that website, you'll be hearing voices of Kenny. Uh, and there will be a few other people dropping by to share their memories of Bob. But before we do that, I will just want a little voicemail from who who is a co-host on the Dexter Cat, who unfortunately wasn't able to join us. So, I'll play that. and. I'll speak to you all soon. Bye-bye.
1: It was one of the greatest pleasures to get to work with Bob.
2: I don't know if he ever knew this, but... By allowing me to
1: be on the dexter cast with him, he made one of my dreams come true. Because of him, I made some great new friends, learned more about podcasting, and just learn more in general. The touch and influence he's had on everyone's life will last forever. My greatest hope is that we all take what
0: we've learned, our experiences with Bob, and pass that on. If we do in some small way, Bob will be with us forever.
1: I will miss my co hosts, and I will miss my friend. Rest in peace, Bob.
2: The host of a number of podcasts, um, including Clone Dance Party, which is where I was co-host with him, uh, The Dexter Cast, In the Village, and NXT Rundown. Um, Most of you may have heard him on other podcasts that he sent in feedback to or guest hosted on, like The Hellmouth, uh, The Slayerettes, Potential Cast, Intro to Briscoe, Nutty Bites, Inside the Ropes... Um, and uh, many, many more, in short of X, I believe, and just lots of things. Bob was a very passionate man who just loved TV and loved talking about TV with his friends. Um, so it's, it's Bob that we're here to talk about today, um, the man that we all loved very dearly. He was an important man to all of us, not just because we got to podcast with him, Um, but because he also taught us new things, I know that, uh, Lynette, he taught Lynette how to podcast, he got Janice into podcasting, um, he encouraged me to join Clone Dance Party so I could be a full-time host on a podcast as opposed to just waiting for my turn on the Slayerettes, um... For those of you who don't know, Bob was born in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, His birthday was June 20th, 1952. Uh, He had a brother, Victor, who's been active on the Clone Dance Party Facebook page and always sent in feedback for us. Um, Victor informed me that Bob is four and a half years older than him and always uh, better at him than sports and academics. Hmm. Um, he was into, Bob was into very much into music and loved to play the guitar, and he was also an avid, avid, avid bridge player, and we can hear you, Matt. Um, we were actually, they were bridge partners until uh, Victor moved in 87, uh, but Bob stayed with it, and he actually earned the rank of live ma- Life Master, and played in tournaments all the time, earning um, nearly 2,000 Master Points. And he was the director of his local Bridge Club. Um, he did get married to a wonderful woman named Julia, who passed away about eight years ago, and was sister to our lovely co-host and friend, Janice. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Janice, and then let everybody uh, introduce themselves. So Janice, is there anything you'd like to say?
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> um,
2: well. Well, oh, I, I one thing I'd like
3: to say is, um, you know, Bob um, Bob was around um, during during the time when I was raising my children. Um, I didn't get a chance to get these pictures out in time to put them on the fo- on the podcast, up on the the website. Any but um, there's a cute series of pictures my mother took with my uh, one of my sons when he was about seven or eight months old. He could sit up and he's looking at Bob. Bob has ear um, headphones on, and you can see. This, you're looking at the at the back face, and you can see these expressions on Bob's face. And eventually, he puts the uh, the uh, headphones on my son's ears, and it's it's really cute. seeing the pictures. Um, he and he also you know had some stories that I didn't know about um, uh, my other son growing up. I mean, my, when my son was very little, um, Bob was around, him and and you know now that my son's grown, Bob has told me. Some stories, and there are things that I didn't know, and I'm I'm just so pleased that Bob remembered these things and can tell them to me. He he re- once recently told me a new one, and and I'm just thinking, wow, there are probably other things he could have told me, and um, I'm I'm gonna miss that. Um. So, that he you know, um, he he was he did not teach me how to play bridge. He taught his uh, he taught my other sister and uh, her sons how to play bridge. Uh, but he did get me involved in podcasting, and I'm very grateful, because that's been a really fun thing to do. So that's all I have to say for now.
2: Thanks. That was beautiful, Janice. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves? We can start with Nutty. <coughs>
4: Hi. Um, I'm Newcast, a.k.a. Nutty. Uh, I have been known as the podcast ninja before I started podcasting, and uh, Then I eventually started my own podcast. I met Bob through all of the intro casts uh, because he is a passionate fan of pretty much a lot of the same TV shows that I like. Uh, Bob and I went back and forth. Um, I helped Bob with some stuff. Bob taught me some things. Truncate Silence is like one of the best passes you can run your podcast through in Audacity. Thank you, Bob. Uh, <laughs> and, um, no, he he was just such a great guy, always nice. I am sad there were three separate times that we were supposed to meet up and things just didn't work. Um, he's from where i close enough to where I'm from and the fact that we never met is my one regret here. Um, he was fantastic, he was great, and he will definitely be missed. I'm mostly here for tech support and other support, but we all know
0: him well. <laughs>
5: All right, Lynette, why don't you go ahead and go? Oh, okay. Um, well, I met Bob through Hellmouth Empire. Um, am I muted? Am I muted? No. No. Okay. I met Bob through Hellmouth Empire. Um, about three years ago, I was going through some pretty intensive. Um, Chemotherapy for not for cancer. Nobody panic. Um, but I ran across Buffy, and I ran across Hellmouth Empire, and I then I got into podcasting, and there that's how I met Bob. And during my second year, Bob started the Dexter Cast, and I thought, hell, I've got to watch that. It helps keep help keep me focused and um, coherent every week. <laughs> and uh, uh, he. I actually hosted. I actually guested on one of the podcasts, or several of them, actually. He really helped me get over my fear of speaking. And then, uh, my journey kind of turned a lot of a lot of different events. And I started to want to start my own podcast for my own community. And Bob, along with other people, Amy, Amy Moore, and Emmy and Sam Miller. And now you you were still been. You still help all the time. <laughs> yeah. <pretty much. laughs> um. They helped me learn how to podcast and start my podcast. Uh, The reason that's so important is Bob just didn't touch me personally. Because of him, I've been able to reach people globally who um, haven't felt a sense of community, haven't had the information they needed, and um, get the support that they need. So he's touched so many lives in so many ways, and, and I am forever grateful for that for him. He's just a really nice he was just a really really nice guy. I don't think he was ever uh I don't think he ever said a kind word ever. Oh, that isn't what I meant. (laughs) What I meant to say is, I don't think you ever said a mean word ever. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Strike that. Reverse it.
1: Strike
4: Strike that.
5: Reverse that. I think
4: we were all kind of going. Wait a minute. The
2: opposite. (laughs) The other. I heard. I heard unkind. So maybe I just. Maybe I just. Yeah. Sandra, why don't you introduce yourself?
6: Okay. Um yeah, my name is Sandra. I am not an intro cast world member of things, So it's kind of different. Um Bob and I started hosting the NXT rundown on Inside the Ropes Network about I want to say it was July. It was late July that we started. Um, and Robert Duffin and Kenny Mcintosh are the creators and hosts of Inside the Ropes, which is a wrestling podcast that comes out. Around roundabout weekly. Uh, we're working on that. But, um, yeah, they got sick of Bob and me nagging them about talking about our favorite little developmental wrestling show because it's the best one and not enough people were talking about it. And I just kind of always joked that it was easier to give us a podcast than get us to shut up
1: <laughs> about <laughs> the show.
6: <laughs> so they were looking to add more people. We're on the VIP service, um, so it's a monthly... Er, Yeah, a monthly subscription thing. So a lot of our stuff is on VIP. Um, But some of the stuff we did actually both guest host on the main show every once in a while. And some of our NXT shows were put out for free and whatnot. So, yeah, we met through the wacky world of wrestling. And it just worked right away. Like, he made podcasting so easy. I mean, I was just a girl who wrote way too long essays on a wrestling page to talk about stuff because I was so passionate about this show. And Bob was, too. And I knew from his comments that he was one of the other NXT fanatics and everything. Um, And I know Shane's been watching it lately, so I'm very proud of that. (laughs) But, yeah, um, he pretty much did everything. I mean, recorded, edited all of that stuff. I just kind of showed up and talked and asked if both recordings were set. Like, that's kind of what I brought to the table. Um, And, like, we just clicked right away. We had chemistry. We agreed on a lot of stuff, disagreed, but conversations were easy. And it bums me out that I don't get to talk to him anymore every week. I mean, it was just a part of my week, every single week, as a lot of you know. And, like, there are just little things, I think, that you know, oh, I wish I could ask him about this, or what do you think about this wrestler and whatnot. So, yeah, but, I mean, he, he definitely helped me with my initial nervousness just because I'd never podcasted before and helped me out with that a lot and was just great to talk to. And, I don't know, we just shared this passion. And then he actually is the one who mentioned starting an Orphan Black podcast, and I was like, oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Fast forward three days, and I've watched that. <laughs> all of it, maybe. You know, <laughs> yeah. Meaning, yes, I watched all of it in like three days because it's so good, you guys. And yeah, yeah I was glad that I watched it because then I listened to your show, and it was really enjoyable. I didn't comment as often as I wanted to, but I did out loud when I was listening. <laughs> uh, that counts too.
2: <laughs> it does count because that's how I comment on everything.
6: Yeah, that's, that's how I am when listening. I watch wrestling, too. My husband yeah. laughs at me all the time. That's what
4: listening to podcasts is. I'm, I can't tell you how many times I'm listening to a podcast, and I'm responding to them. And then my favorite is I'll, I'll say something, and then I'll hear it in the podcast later. I'm like, yeah, that's what I just said.
6: I do the same <laughs> thing. I'm like, yeah, I told you that already. Weren't you listening? Yeah. pre-recorded <laughs> thing that can't hear me.
2: <laughs> all right, why don't we let go ahead and let Shane introduce himself.
7: Uh, I'm Shane. Uh, I first met Bob when we both guested on Nutty's show. Uh, it was, I think it was Favourite Villains back in 2012. And I knew him already from his post on the Smart Wrestling Fan Facebook group. And we just become, uh, I did not met a friend, we just become friends after that. Uh, we, were, we wanted to do a, The Prisoner's Show for an absolute age. But due to him doing the Dexter cast and me doing my previous podcast, we could never find the time. So we just waited to do until we finished doing both of our old shows. Until, and we started that about November time. Uh, Bob was an amazing guy. Um, if I may tell you a quick Bob story.
6: That's um, why we're here, I think.
7: <laughs> yeah. Um. To WrestleMania last year, at, at 3 a.m. my time, and something happened there. And so, and, you know Sandra um, knows this story already.
6: Yes, and it's wonderful <laughs> uh, to me.
7: <laughs> yes, uh, we were. If you if you know anything about wrestling, it was the Undertaker versus Brock. Lesnar match, and you would have bet the house, the, the, the kids, everything on the Undertaker winning, and he lost. And I was straight onto Facebook. Ignoring everybody else, talking, going straight to Bob and typing away. Saying, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" <laughs> and before we know, it, it was about quarter past, half past four in the morning. <laughs>
6: <laughs> to be fair, that match was cra- uh, crazy, unexpected.
7: Yeah, <laughs> certainly was. It certainly was. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that was that was Bob. Actually, he was passionate about everything. <laughs> Um.
8: Yeah. Thanks.
4: So do we have uh, Matt?
8: Yeah, I'm here.
4: You want to introduce yourself and let us know who you are and how you knew Bob?
8: Well, I, di- I didn't know Bob all that well, unfortunately, and I wish that I had... But he was the host of Clan- Clone Dance Party, and as a huge Orphan Black fan, I was really excited that he invited me on to be a guest, and I got to talk about that show with him, and we kind of got to know each other a little bit. And w- unfortunately, we were supposed to record again when we got the news that he had passed, and that was was really dis- disappointing, and um, just been really uh, upset that I didn't get to know him better. But he is one of the voices that I've heard on a lot of podcasts. I don't listen to wrestling podcasts, but I have heard him on Buffy podcasts and some other ones, some other um, intro to Briscoe and a couple other intro casts. He has a similar love of the same kind of television shows that I do. And I was uh, really looking forward to uh, getting him to watch Deadwood with me because he was reluctant, but... Mm. I was going to make him a convert and we were going to be, I don't know, deadwood chums when all was said and done. And that he didn't get to to do that and participate with us. Um, It's just really disappointing. But um, I know him as a good guy and a great friend to all of you and just a savvy guy when it comes to to podcasting. And very cool that he was a a bridge guy. I'm not, but my parents are and they would appreciate that if they knew him. That's all I have to say. I'll go back to lurking now.
2: You don't have to lurk, Matt.
5: Yeah, thank you for being on the call with us on that day, by the way, Matt. It was a big, huge support.
2: Um, and, Nettie, we have two spaces available, right, if people yep. wanted to
4: join? Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're trying to work with uh, Katrin Okay. Her joined. I'm going to uh, send you the link so you can send that to her. And while we do that, I'm going to play a little something that was shared on Potential Cast this week uh, for Bob. And that just goes back to what Matt said about how into Buffy he was, and how many many people in the the Intro Cast um, community probably first heard him, seeing as that was the first Intro Cast. So let me just cue this up.
9: Hi, Gax. This is Bob DeGrand. I thought you'd probably get a lot of comments about Becoming, so I decided to send in some comments about after Season 2, or between Season 2 and Season 3. I thought it was fun to go back and listen to your Episode Zero to hear what you expected. And there were terms like campy and girly, and it's not going to change my life, it's not going to be, like, lost. And probably my favorite, that you should turn off your brain and be entertained. By now, I guess you know that there's something special going on here, and you realize just how evil Joss Whedon can be. It's not going to be as easy to shock you in subsequent seasons as you now know what he's capable of. Even during season one, though, I doubt that you could have imagined that you'd find yourself liking Cordelia or that Giles would be a badass, or that Angel would be both interesting and the big bad of season two. So on to season three. Not every season of Buffy is rip out your guts and stomp on them the way season two was. The seasons do have different feels to them. Obviously after becoming, there are a lot of loose ends to be tied up. Once that's done, it has an awful lot of good episodes, probably more than either season one or season two did. It also has a lot of great characters. It introduces about four of my favorite characters for the first time, as well as some very good minor characters. So I think you're really going to enjoy this going forward. As it is in senior year of high school, anything you would expect to happen during the senior year will happen. So stay tuned and enjoy it.
4: And uh, I'm told that that's Lost Music, which is another show that Bob loved. Yes. I, that's um, the
2: first time I've listened to anything with Bob's voice since everything happened. And took yeah. a
4: surprise. I I haven't seen Lost, but that music made me cry like crazy when I first heard it. <sighs> Welcome, Katrin. Uh, hi, guys.
2: Okay, Katrin, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us how you knew Bob.
10: Mm-hmm. All right. All um... right. Well, uh, I'm Katrin Mills, and um, I met Bob through the Hellmouth Empire, um, and it was a few years ago. I was pretty young, and I was really into Buffy, and I had no one to discuss it with, and I ended up finding the Hellmouth podcast and the community that surrounded that, and um, I ended up making a lot of good friends in there, uh, including Bob, and him and I just kind of, um, we had a friendship. And yeah. And um, when he started doing Clone Dance Party, um, I was very excited because I love working black, as uh, some of you know. <laughs> and, um, I got to guest on there, and that was a lot of fun. So it was, it was nice.
6: Wasn't it you who started the Beth Isn't Beth thing? Yes.
10: Uh, well, I didn't start it
6: exactly. put on the podcast? Yeah, I yes, started it yes. I blame uh-huh.
2: her for what that feels.
6: I've <laughs> watched that so many times now.
2: <laughs> no. <sighs> um, well, I didn't um say how I met Bob. So um, I met Bob through the Slayerettes, which is a Buffy retro podcast that is not spoiler-free. They started the podcast uh, because they met on Tumblr and wanted to do a podcast. And Bob immediately found them. I think he was like their second listener. Um, And they decided to create a uh, ProBoards, like a message board system. And so we got to, uh, Bob and I got to talking through there and... Even though Bob and I agreed on many points, I swear we never agreed on Buffy. Um, Bob was very good uh, at playing devil's advocate when it came to the forum. Um, Any time he could be like, well, but, have you thought of it this way? Um, I remember the first couple interactions I had with him um, through that, I would tell my husband, this guy, he just doesn't get it, he doesn't understand this Bob. Uh, and then bob and i became friends through facebook and then um i started looking more and more forward to ooh am i going to get bob comments on my message thread and um i always knew i had said something important if bob joined and either refuted me or rare occasions agreed with me um <laughs> and uh then he he started talking about the orphan dance uh the orphan black podcast and I, uh, I told him I would love to join if I could, and at first I wasn't able to. and then he uh, he jumped in and he said, "Oh no, we can have you. We're gonna start on Monday. Okay, I'll be ready. Uh, and that's how uh, and then just through that, Bob and I started talking more and more about the podcast and um just became really close and uh, it's been a hard couple of weeks with everything, um, but luckily uh, Lynette and Janice and Nutty and Shane and Matt and Katrin and Sandra and everybody, and uh, we've been able to talk all through the the Facebook group and through emails and um, chats and everything. And it's uh, seeing what everybody has posted um, and hearing everybody's stories today has it's amazing how many lives Bob touched just by really liking Faith the Vampire Slayer. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I like <laughs> <me> too. Okay. <laughs> so, I Faith mean, everybody really likes cool fan Faith. You mean. Yeah. Faith,
2: Faith <laughs> is pretty cool, don't get me wrong. But uh, Bob had a special love for her. If Bob could have changed the name of the show and the main character, I really <laughs> think he would have. Uh, <laughs>
4: I don't know. It, it, I think it's a toss-up between Faith and Spike for him. Um, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. villains. He was all there to champion for Spike. and That yeah. makes so much sense. We never actually talked about Buffy because we were too busy
6: geeking out about wrestling, and I'm going to have to listen to his stuff about Buffy and see. You're,
4: you're <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth, when you talk about... Uh, how you often disagreed um, about Buffy that was very similar with uh, Val Pass and I think she actually Yeah Val
2: off. posted a lot about that yeah. and I was like I, girl I feel ya even though I swear we agreed we both didn't like Riley we both didn't really like Kennedy but shh, shh, shh.
4: that word doesn't exist no, 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 no. Spoilers. Oh, oh there are right. People from the other show possibly watching this. <laughs> right. So,
2: names of people that don't really matter, don't worry about it. Um, sometimes one off characters don't matter and you can hate them. It's totally fine. It. But, yeah, so um, even though I swear we, we ended up agreeing a lot, we just agreed very aggressively. And, in like, we said the same things, just in very, very different words often. <laughs> and so I think most of the time that we were agreeing, we were yelling that we agree with each other, just not in the same exact way. But uh, it was always fun to have Bob on the forum. Uh,
4: I'm, I'm working to invite another person in, but okay. of course Google is not giving me the person's name.
2: Okay, um, I actually have a few emails I could read.
4: Excellent. So,
2: um, it's from Heidi. Um, Heidi says, I sadly cannot make it on Saturday, so I just wanted to send in my condolences and a few memories of Bob. I'm truly sorry for your loss and especially Bob's family members. Bob was such a great part of the Introcast community, and he will be missed by all who ever heard his voice. I will definitely miss his feedback on down below and I'm truly sad he won't get to finish Babylon 5 with us. He was actually scheduled to guest in the next week or so. Bob had an awesome had I'm sorry Bob had some excellent theories and thoughts on all the different shows and I enjoyed discussing things with him on Facebook. I hope you all take the time to properly grieve and I look forward to eventually continuing with Orphan Black. Hugs to all Heidi. Uh, thank you, Heidi, and hugs back to you.
4: Yeah, Heidi Heidi was uh, on... Bob and Heidi often did were on the same kinds of shows. Like, they have a lot of the same interests. Right. It's not surprising. And Heidi is a newbie on the Down Below podcast, which Bob and Victor were really interested in. Um, right and uh, I believe Bob was supposed to be joining them in a couple of weeks. And he was staying
6: a newbie, too, so... Yes. Like,
4: I haven't even listened
6: to Down Below yet, but my husband is a huge Babylon 5 fan, (laughs) and I like it by proxy also, and also I'm in love with Delenn, but... Yeah, like, I was so excited to hear what he thought about certain things on Babylon 5, and that's another one of those little, like, trivial details that I'm just like, oh, I'll never get to know what he thinks about this thing that I won't say out loud because I'm not going to spoil it.
7: (laughs) The thing I ever said to Bob on Skype after recording um, was, uh, our guest that particular episode was uh, Anthony, and he asked us the question of which character you, be- you prefer. And forgetting completely that Bob was a newbie, I said, I like this character because this happens in season 5.
4: Yeah. We, yeah. Just, got, um, we just got something from Harlem Leyland Here's an edited okay. version of something I wrote for one of the many podcasts that Bob contributed to. As a man who was in his mid-40s when I decided to start watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, It was nice to find out that there was a guy out there named Bob DeGran who was at least 10 years older than me who was was an unabashed fan of the series. Oh, it just moved. Sorry. (laughs) As I went through the series and listened to many different podcasts about the show, there Bob was on each and every one of them. (laughs) Only a slight exaggeration. I got to know him a little through various podcasts, Facebook forum interactions. Later, we became Facebook friends, did quiz up games, and I recently guested on a couple of his podcasts, so it felt like I knew him, or at least part of him, really well. It's hard to believe that he will no longer be part of our community. Bob, you will be missed. Thank you, Harlan.
2: That was beautiful, Harlan. Thank you very much. Um, I also have one from Sergeant Drano who did not sign off with um, any other aliases, so Sergeant Drado. I have the honor of being friends with Bob on Facebook, but unfortunately I did not get the chance to know him that well. I would have been on the next episode of, of his podcast in the village. That would have been my first experience podcasting with him. Sadly, that can't happen now, and I will never get the chance. I envy those of you who actually got to hang out with Bob and enjoy his company. I did get to listen to Bob on the many podcasts that he was involved with and always enjoyed his thoughts, his distinctive voice, and his personality. It gives me some comfort that a part of Bob will live on through those podcasts forever floating on the internet. That gives a lot of us some comfort, I think.
4: Yep. Absolutely.
2: Um, And in the same vein, I'm very sad that I don't get to make Bob watch uh, Dark Angel.
5: Dark Angel.
4: Yes.
2: Yeah, that was my that was my goal. I was gonna get Bob to love Dark Angel so we could start a Dark Angel podcast. Ah.
4: <laughs>
2: because he would have loved
4: that show and he would have loved Original Cindy. Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, Elizabeth and I had talked about how much he would love Original Cindy and we were going through all these different things and it was just like I I can just. Hear Bob's reaction sometimes when a I a sassy, I badass,
2: black lesbian. I mean, how can you not love original Cindy? It's <laughs> <That's> kind of <laughs> mostly everything awesome. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So um, and then oh, hi, Ian. Oh. Hi, Ian. Ian, do you have your mic set up?
4: He's just getting. Oh, uh, there you are. Just give it a second. I'm sure it'll uh, arrange itself. We have Ian Hi. visually.
2: We, oh. we can see you periodically. <laughs> okay, Ian, I'm going to read another email, so go ahead and mute yourself. Don't start talking when you get everything signed on, okay? Um, I got an email from Victor that was his own... Um, that he wanted me to read today. He said, I've already posted all of my thoughts on Facebook, which if you guys haven't read, I would really suggest going to the Clone Dance Party page and reading it. Um, I would read it here, but I can't, because lots and lots of crying and weird noises. So, what he did send me I can get through. Um, You all know how helpful Bob was, and if you talked to him for ten minutes, you would get an idea of how smart he was. My brother was not someone who wanted to, play trivial, he wanted to play trivial pursuit against. Most people are knowledgeable about one or maybe two subjects. Playing against Bob, it didn't matter what the topic was, his knowledge was almost encyclopedic. <laughs> Many years ago, he came out here to visit and asked me if I had ever heard of a show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In fact, not only had I heard of it, I had seen it. I was one of the few adults who would admit that they were watching it because of that campy name. I wish they had called it something like Adventures in Sunnydale, because the Mm -hmm. name gave everybody the wrong impression. When I told him I had begun watching it from the beginning, he said he had just found it and was trying to catch up on the earlier seasons during episodes and reruns. But that was the way we did things. I watched each episode of Buffy and Angel once, filed it away as one of my top ten best genre shows, and moved on. Bob, on the other hand, would find out about a show from Friends six months or six years later and then join podcasts to talk about it, or even start a podcast to go on discussing it. But that's how he met so many people and made so many friends over the Internet. He made our lives richer while he was here, and we will miss him all the more now that he has left us.
4: Thank you, Victor. Thank you,
2: Victor, uh, for if you- the tears and the lovely sentiment.
4: If we have time, we I can try and read the other one, and everyone can laugh. How quickly I cry. Uh, okay, we've got I was it. gonna say I can you. try to
6: help if you need. Because <laughs> we, <we've got laughs> we actually posted it on the on the inside the ropes page too. Uh, okay. We posted the thing from Victor, and then we posted one of the pictures that his cousin had posted too. And
2: Very, yeah, she's posted some amazing photos.
6: Yeah, I was really excited to see them.
2: And all of those photos, actually, I think Sandra. Were... Go ahead. Okay, Sandra, um Kenny posted something very lovely um, since he was your co-host. Would you mind reading that at some point today? Sure, I can do that.
6: I have the page up, so whenever you want me to. Uh, just, okay. a,
4: just a quick interjection. All of those photos um, that we are discussing, if you're not on Facebook, you can go to the event page for this. Um, just uh, look for Watcher's Tribute uh, Possessive. Um, a memorial for Bob Grand, you should be able to find it um, and you can see all the different pictures and there's also uh, some album art for the various um, uh, podcasts that Bob was a part of um, and I'm going to answer Sergeant Drino he sent us a question during the Q&A um, and this is a question I get from a lot of people is there a story behind the picture of Bob with a cut on his cheek and I'm thinking that, uh, Janice, would you like to answer that one?
3: Oh, I, I'm not sure. That had something to do with Dexter? Yes,
4: yes. It's yeah. when he went in for the makeup thing.
3: Oh, great, right. yeah. Um, I, but I don't know much about that story. He there they, they were doing something special in New York City, and you could get made up like something from Dexter. So he did, but... That's all I
4: know about it. Oh, okay, uh, it's basically Bob. Uh, the, he had like two or three profile pictures. One was just a standard, another was just a standard, and then there's this one where it looks like he's been beaten up. He's yeah. got <laughs> circles under his eyes, and he's got a cut on his cheek. And if you go to the event page, uh, the art that is part of the event, um, it's a drawing of Bob. You know, laying in a field of uh, grass, looking up, and there's shadows of all his different fandoms, and he has the cut on his cheek, and uh, what that's from is he's one of Dexter's victims, and yeah. Bob was so excited to get that done, <laughs> he couldn't wait to show people. I I remember him telling me when he got it done, he's like, oh, it was the it was the same people that do the makeup for the show. He's like, and they asked me what I wanted, and I said, well, I want to be one of Dexter's victims, of course. So uh I had to include that in the art. Um and, and while we're talking about Dexter before we move on to something else, I'm just going to play a promo from
9: the Dexter cast. Mm-hmm. On the Dexter cast, we follow the adventures of America's favorite serial killer, with two of us watching for the first time. There's nothing funny about serial killers,
6: but yes, there is. We're going to watch Dexter. You watched this, right? What? Watch
3: Dexter? That's credit to Michael C. Hall. I think it's a credit to the actor and not the writer. I know the writers don't have anything to do with this.
2: Michael C. Hall is one of the people that can do
9: a great voiceover, and the voiceover is almost a character in itself. This is called the stock problem. How do human writers write a character without emotions? And I think the answer always winds up being they don't. I kept imagining Darla being Dexter's girlfriend.
3: She wouldn't have none of Dexter's standards. What do you mean? No children. Hades are the best. <laughs> I mean, it made the mundane look so sinister. I'm not sure why eat eggs
9: again. Well, one of the most sinister things was a tooth blossom.
4: I know. Okay, is he able to strangle somebody? Creepy moment <laughs>
3: for a season. Creepy. Creepy creepy.
5: <laughs> that was a fun show.
4: That was a great show.
2: I never watched Dexter, but I did listen to a few of the podcasts.
4: Dexter's a really good show. Um, I listen to all of the podcasts, including the ones for the two seasons that I will never watch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ian, why don't you go ahead and tell us about who you are and
4: uh, how you know Bob. Hang on one second, Ian. You're a little muffled. I'm going to try and raise your volume here. Come on. Nope. Nope. It, I can't even see you in the control room. Can you try speaking for us again? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, oh, oh yeah, there you go. There you go. There we go.
1: Okay. Uh, well, my
4: uncle. Oh, no, you're gone again. He's gone for everybody, right? It's not just me? Yeah, it's
7: not yeah. just you. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I'm
2: sorry, okay. Ian. We're trying to get you fixed.
4: Oh, this is so annoying. I can't even extend the rest of the window to try to fix it. Um, Alright, so uh, do we have another email while we figure this out in the background?
2: I do, actually. We just got one from the uh, Yes Mother podcast. Um, which that's about the... Yes, Mother is, is about which show, guys? help me Bates, Motel. Is it-
6: Bates Motel. Bates
2: Motel, thank you. Yeah. It's like the psycho thing. <laughs> yes, I, I was going to say psycho, but I knew that's not what the show was called. Pre-psycho. <laughs> um, this is from Emily at the Yes, Mother podcast. Um, sending in loves and memories on behalf of my two podcasts, Yes, Mother and McKinley Cast. Both were podcasts Bob listened to, sent feedback into and guessed it on. We already missed his point of view when it came to Buffy on Yes Mother. He always had unique insights. But my favorite Bob memory comes from McKinley cast. We released an off-topic podcast once where the hosts just talked to each other and mostly about TV shows. Me and my co-host, Katrin, were discussing Sherlock and arguing with our other co-host. Katrin, how do I say her name? Uh, Aisha. Aisha, who was on, who was an elementary fan. Long story short, it ended with a poll on our page over which show was better. Bob chimed in and said he hadn't seen Sherlock and he was way too busy with other shows to start a new one right now. Maybe that summer he would have the time. A couple of days later he makes another comment stating that he finished the first season of Sherlock. Six <laughs> days later he writes, I finished season three early enough that I had to avoid spoiling for people who hadn't seen the last episode yet. I thought that was so funny. He finished Sherlock before I had even seen the third season. This is during (laughs) the weeks between it airing in the UK and when the US was able to air it on Masterpiece Mystery. I'm going to miss him. Um, That's perfectly Bob. Um, That is just perfectly Bob. I don't have time for that. So, five minutes later, I've seen all of season one, and here are my thoughts. Very detailed, mm. <laughs> and I'm looking for people to host a podcast with me. How does, yes. how does that
1: sound?
4: Well, and, and if you you know listen to Victor, that's pretty much what Victor dealt with his whole life. <laughs> uh, I remember Victor talking about in uh, Babylon 5, he's like, oh, oh now you'll watch Babylon 5. <laughs> the past 20 years that I've been telling you to watch Babylon 5. I was going to say because
6: it was actually Victor that made Bob watch Babylon 5 and not the yeah. other way around and so oh, it was absolutely. like... because he was telling me about that again because we're such big Babylon 5 fans <laughs>
4: between my husband and me. So I think I've I've got control for Ian. Ian, do you want to try again?
11: Yeah,
4: can you hear me now? I think we've got you.
11: Great. Well...
12: More
4: than that, my brother said that one really a friend of ours. Ah, darn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going out again. I've got you cranked all the way up. Uh, where is your microphone? Right here. Thanks, my mother. Yeah.
12: Okay. Okay. Let me try something. I'll let you continue, and I'll
4: come back. Okay. No okay. problem. Okay.
2: Um. Actually, uh, Terry, uh, Bob's cousin, um, sent something into the podcast Facebook. She said, "I'm Bobby's cousin. I'm not comfortable being on being live on the podcast tribute, but I am watching. I'm very touched hearing you all talk about him and how much he was ad- admired by you. I have not seen Bobby for many years." but I kept up with him through my Aunt Jean and Uncle Bob until they passed. What I remember most about him is how very smart he was, a true genius. He was loved by his family. Bobby, obviously, was a big presence in your group. Thank you to all of you who brought him such joy and were great company to him. Thank you, Terry, so much for all the photos you've show, you've shared with of him and the stories you've shared of him. Um, it's really brought a new dimension to the Bob that we knew that just lived in the computer and <laughs> talked about our favorite shows with us it really helped round him out as a as a full person that some of us didn't really get the chance to know and it was very it's been very touching and very nice
6: yeah it was a side of him I never knew I mean only talking for the past six months there are a lot of like real life things that we never discussed and whatnot. but yeah I don't know I just thought it was really cool so thank you
3: Yes, I liked seeing the pictures of Bob, you know, young Bob. I have never seen pictures
6: of him that young. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> those were great. Bar. I liked the
4: wedding photo as well.
6: Kenny put that one on Inside the Ropes, too. He shared it to the wrestling page.
4: Oh, God. Um, it, it's funny because even when Bob's little, he looks like Bob. <laughs> he does. You he know, does. Some he people does. change a lot, but it's just it's a very Bob look. And uh, it's nice to see that Victor doesn't actually look like Homer Simpson. That's
1: his.
2: So, um... Okay, I believe Katrin's going to take a pause uh, so Kenny can join us.
4: So while we wait for Kenny to join us, I will uh, play uh, a sound clip from that show. Okay. I assume that's the intro theme.
6: That's the, yeah, that's the NXT theme for our happy little developmental wrestling show that we love so, so, so much. And now Shane loves so, so, so much, and I'm so excited
7: I certainly do. I have been watching a lot of it over the past few days.
6: (laughs) I was very proud that you got hooked so quickly. (laughs) I'm going to have to send you a couple of our shows that we did about the, the specials,
4: obviously, but some of them I
6: think you'll really enjoy.
7: Oh, please do, please do. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, I know Shane's uh Shane and I go back uh pretty far and uh it's amazing how many wrestling fans there are in the geek circles. It's funny when you find different. each yeah. other
6: too, because it's almost like yeah. so you're a wrestling fan. So you're a wrestling fan too. Yeah, I like wrestling. Okay,
2: now we could talk about it. There's like that's this how coming I out process. About, that's how I feel about finding Buffy fans, especially where I live. Uh I need to Victor and I uh live I think down the street from each other. Um <laughs> and I need to find him so I have a human being <laughs> in my city that I can talk to Buffy about.
4: Um, yeah. We've got Kenny? We do, oh. but let's let's Hi, try to
2: Hi Kenny. Let's try and get real quick since we keep trying.
4: Oh Ian, yes. All right, yeah. Ian. Let's see if that worked.
11: Can you hear me? Oh, yeah.
4: yes. yes we can. Yay. yay,
11: we can. Uh, can. I went really low tech with my iPhone headphones, so hopefully this will work. Um, so, thank you for organizing this great broadca- uh, broadcast. Uh, Bob was my uncle, and uh, my brother said to the family when we heard about him passing that really he was our friend more than or as much as an uncle. I think that's very true. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Bob over the years. I lived with him at one point on and off uh, in, uh, in his apartment, and so spent a lot of time was just talking about the kinds of things that you guys have been talking about with him. Uh, I'm not a wrestling fan, but uh, I believe I introduced him to Buffy, and then he, in turn, introduced me to Firefly. Uh, and so over the years, we just had a lot of great conversations, not on podcasts, but just spending time together uh, in New York or Hoboken, where he lived. Uh, and I miss him a lot. My wife misses him a lot. Uh, I think it's wonderful to hear all the stories that you've been talking uh, about on this podcast cuz it just wrote, it, it tells a story of all the things that he was passionate about and i don't know anyone who's been involved in as many different things and is passionate about so many different things as bob well. was.
4: Thank you. Thank
3: you so yes, much. you you've, you've all been talking about how um, how much you know how much bob has done and and, and it started with buffy and Ian is the person you have to thank for getting
2: Bob. Thank you, Ian.
1: Thank Thank you, Ian.
11: Ian. I have to say, he was skeptical at first. It sounds like that's a common theme.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Kenny, why don't you tell us uh, who you are?
12: Hi. um, Excuse me. uh, Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, I am Scottish, so bear with me if you can't understand. Anything that I'm saying... It's um, fine,
4: love. You get you used can understand, to it. Shane, we can understand you. Good. Yeah, <laughs> You're good.
12: Uh, close enough. Uh, yeah, so I um, I do a podcast called Inside the Ropes, and it's a wrestling podcast. We started it in 2012, and we got a Facebook page, and we kept interacting with all the listeners, and there was one listener who kept posting monologue after monologue after monologue. And uh, I'm sure you can guess who that is. Um, That was Bob. And uh, yeah, so he started posting things and then we asked him to send an audio clip in um, for one of our special shows to find out he had the best voice ever. So it doesn't surprise me that he has been, he has had so many podcasts doing so many different things. But um, last summer... We asked him if he wanted to do a spin-off podcast for us, and he did, along with Sandra, They did an amazing job. And um,
6: I told them how it was easier to get us to shut up, than you know, <laughs> yeah. or easier to give us a podcast than to get us to shut up. But anyway. Exactly.
12: Sandra also had monologues, so it was the same thing. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, Bob was awesome. Uh, and um, his profile picture is pretty much what I remember, because I always saw it online and, <laughs> and everything. And um, it was cool to see the older pictures of him as well from uh, his wedding and stuff um Mm -hmm. and the thing that i kind of like is the last time i spoke to bob we had him on the podcast at the i actually think it was the last podcast he ever did um on the 9th of january or something it was like early this
1: year
6: yeah
12: Yeah, Yes, we did it early this year and um and i got a chance on that to actually say thanks to him for for helping us and stuff but the last one of the last things I did, and you're probably not going to get this if you're not a wrestling fan, but I'll try and explain it anyway. Um, there's a wrestler called Triple H, and he is like a he kind of had sex with the boss's daughter and then married her and became like a top wrestler because he married really well. So anyway, <laughs> he uh, got a spot in the International Sports Hall of Fame. And I decided to talk it up to Bob as if he was being put in the WWE Hall of Fame, which is the company that the guy pretty much runs now. And that sigh that Bob gave me was one of the best noises. <laughs> best. You could just
6: hear his heart breaking over the airwaves.
1: <laughs>
12: <laughs> he was absolutely devastated, and I felt like I had done my service for the day. Um, but yeah, he was awesome, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it sucks, but you know, at least everybody got to hear him, and we, you know, we put stuff out on Facebook, and there was over a hundred people liked the like the status, not for the fact that he isn't here, but obviously for the fact that they liked him and and really nice comments about him, and people people really enjoyed listening to him. So yeah, it's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, Kenny, um, the thing that you had posted. Um, I believe on your page, and then it came to Clone Dance Party, or maybe to Bob's page. Um, your, your long little monologue about how you knew Bob and, and everything was uh, one of the most touching things I read, and brought me to tears pretty quickly. We were going to have Sandra read it, but you're here in person now, so we're not going to make everybody cry trying to reread your <sighs> words. But it was it was very beautiful and very touching, so thank you very much for that.
12: Oh, well, I try not to be soppy too much, but Bob, Bob got it at me one time. That's it.
2: He's and, he's uh, gotten it out of a lot of people in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he inspired some great love and some great friendship, and sometimes yeah. that makes you a little bit of a sap.
12: Yeah, well, he's pretty much um, <clears throat> like he's. I don't think I've ever met anyone who had so much of an online presence with other people. So you know, good for him.
4: He really did. He really did. He did. I find I find it. Um, Pardon me, I'm going to be a little North American-centric here. But I find it uh, very fun that somebody with such a distinctive accent is talking about Bob's accent, which I love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, that that I made always, me giggle, too. <laughs> I always loved hearing Bob on podcasts because his accent's just so typical of the area that he's from. And it always sounded like home. And um, I mentioned Val Pass before and uh, she's another big commenter on other podcasts, and whenever I would hear her voice, because she is so very Long Island, New York, that it's like, oh my gosh, it's home. So those two voices always sounded like home to me, and uh, I I just think we need to definitely uh, mention the voice. (laughs) Right now,
6: what I'm drinking is, I don't know, can you see it? It's Brooklyn chocolate stout. <laughs> so yeah. you know. It's from Brooklyn. I figured it was fitting. <laughs> I'm
12: gonna um, hold I'm gonna hold back on my Bob impression, actually. I'm not gonna do it. But yeah, you can yeah, yeah, sure.
1: oh, that. Yeah. <laughs>
12: okay, right, well, I'll try it one time, but I can't do it very well. That's a Scottish guy trying to do Bob. But the best <laughs> I can do is Hi, I'm Bob de Grand. That's that's I can't do it. It's, <laughs> that's that's no. pretty good. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he was awesome. But listen, guys, I unfortunately can't stay, Um, but I did want to come on and say hi. And, uh, yeah, it's cool what you guys are doing. And, um, yeah, I'm sure he's having a laugh somewhere that people are spending their Saturdays on a webcam talking about him. So <laughs> Thank you for
4: joining us on lunch your lunch break. break. Yeah. yeah. Thanks I lunch yeah I've decided, we're really glad you could join. I decided
5: that if there is a heaven, that Bob is podcasting it. Absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah. A podcast show.
12: <laughs> Pretty much, I'm sure he is. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank,
4: thank you. Bye.
12: Kenny. Bye. bye. Goodbye.
4: Um, I wanted to say to to Ian, by the way, uh, thank you so much for sharing that side of Bob. Um, everybody that shares something is, it's always very touching, but especially when. You know people like Janice and Ian and Victor and Tammy. You know you share those parts of his real life. It's it's just so amazing to me, and I I love it because it just reaffirms that Bob is exactly who I thought he was, and he was pretty special to everybody. And um, you know it just touched everyone that he he came in contact with because that's just what it seems like to me. So
11: yeah, they did. Lin- yeah, as far as I can tell, you all knew Bob, just as people who met him in person or spent a lot of time with him in person, you know, he just I, just am, it amazes me how much time he gave to other people as well, not just to do a podcast, but to help other people and to give others advice, and uh, I think that's pretty clear from all the comments online and, and some of what you can say.
4: Thank you. And I also think it's fantastic that we've got uh, so many people from his real life touch, reaching out to us. That's
2: Yeah, that's been wonderful.
4: Often, you know, there's communities online and um, it's very often separate from uh, people's real lives and the fact that Bob was able to tr- transverse those. I mean, having Janice podcasting uh, <laughs> just, just shows it. Um, it, it's kind of special. I mean, I can't even get my mom to listen to my podcast. I, I know.
6: <laughs> my parents just don't get wrestling, so... <laughs>
2: my dad watched Buffy um, originally when it was odd, and then he switched to Angel because he felt weird watching a show about a teenage girl when his <laughs> teenage daughter didn't really watch it. Um, and so... Um, when I started doing the Slayer, when I got into Buffy and started uh, guest hosting on the Slayerettes and everything, uh, he kind of did one of those. Oh sure, now we'll you watch it, uh, and he did that with um, Battlestar Galactica as well. Like, oh yeah, now. No. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: even though I watched almost all of X Files with my dad when I probably shouldn't have, <laughs> I was a little too young for that show <laughs> when it originally aired. Um. So, but. Uh, Gully and Mulder were my first ship before I knew what any of that meant.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's the reason that I actually watched Buffy in the first place because That's it awesome. was coming out, uh, my mom says, "Oh, I read about this this new show in the paper. It, they're bringing Buffy to TV," and I really, we really liked the movie. And I said, "Mom, there's no way that's going to work on TV. It's mm-hmm. not going to be good." And when has ever, when has it ever happened? that a movie went to TV and it was actually good and just looked, that's what my mother said she just looked at it MASH is coming to Netflix and said, Sorry. MASH and I said you have a point okay we'll watch it and we watched it together and like MASH it was better than the movie and um, my mom and mm-hmm. I we would watch it together up until I moved out and then she couldn't watch it alone because she said it was too scary <laughs> oh, We've got a couple of comments from Matt. Um he wants to know, did does anyone know did Bob ever enjoy going to sci fi fantasy gaming conventions?
3: He went actually... to um he went to the New York con once or twice, but he said it was very crowded.
4: Yes. Yeah. I believe he went to the same uh New York Comic Con I was at, but we didn't realize each other we didn't realize that we were there so we didn't actually meet up.
1: That's oh, no. one of the three times.
4: Oh, no. Yeah, it was uh it wasn't that good. I remember vaguely us talking about that uh when Tina was going to a convention and then we were saying that there should have been a Dextercast convention. <laughs>
5: yes, I remember that.
4: And then the other uh, one that he's got here, uh, he says, Yes, Mother has been releasing episodes called Sue Watches Buffy and Sue Watches Angel while Bates Motel is on hiatus. So even if you don't watch Bates Motel, you should subscribe to that podcast and listen to those Buffy Angel conversations. And I remember Bob talking about this um, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. and the- Yeah, he talked about it on Clone Dance Party as well. The neat thing is, instead of doing it episode by episode, they do it in chunks. So they go through the seasons a lot quicker. And uh, that is on my to-listen-to. I haven't started it yet. Thanks, Matt.
2: Uh, And uh, we did make a small, very passing comment um, on the page when we were posting about this memorial. Lynette, Janice, and I will be continuing with Clone Dance Party. Um, we have some stuff and backstage stuff to figure out before we can do that. Uh, there's already been a new email established clone dance party intro at gmail. Um, I believe we're going to have to find a new RSS feed and a new uh, page for everything. Um, but we will be continuing it. Uh, just give us a little bit of time to uh regroup and get together. Um but we will continue. Um and uh so so yeah, so you know, it's not going away. Just be patient with us and, and hold our hands while we try and figure everything out.
4: And on that note I will play the promo for the clone dance party. Mm-hmm. We are Clone Dance Party, an Orphan Black intro cast.
2: There was so many questions
4: that weren't answered that I was like, well, but I have to
2: know.
3: Vic doesn't seem that smart. I don't know what Sarah was doing with him.
5: It's a really, a testament
9: to the actors because I really feel like they're different people. So yeah. she's really
2: doing a good job. I totally agree with that. I forget that they're the same person.
9: I am totally unobjective about Allison. I love that character to dance. <laughs>
4: she became my least favorite clone. Clone Dance Party in
9: iTunes, on Facebook, and on Twitter.
4: And uh, thanks to Bob, uh, I finally started watching *Orphan Black*. I—it's one of those things that I said, "Yeah, when it comes on Netflix, I'll watch it." And it never came on Netflix, which is annoying because it's made in Canada. Why isn't it on Canadian Netflix? And uh, mm-hmm. so he said, "You know, you really gotta watch it. Don't don't make it like *Intro to Briscoe*, where you say you're gonna watch it, and then you don't get a, you don't find the files. Here are the files. You're going to watch this." And I was hooked. Oh my goodness. Like, I was so surprised. It was not what I had expected. And I'm very happy that I didn't know much about the show ahead of time. It was not what I expected at all. And it was really difficult to not watch ahead and to mm-hmm. stay a newbie with everyone because I just wanted <laughs> to go and watch. And, uh, you and me
7: both message.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same thing happened with the shade. And, and so many times like I would watch an episode and I would send Bob an email. And I'd send Elizabeth a message and I'm like, oh my god, so this happened! And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would just spaz out about them. And and Bob and I had like nice little conversations about mm-hmm. certain characters being slayers and some of them being River and all sorts yes. of Joss Weedling things. I, they uh, exist in
2: the same universe. I'm convinced of it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's totally yeah. possible. It's,
4: it's part of the initiative, right? It
2: um. is. It is. <laughs> uh, it
4: is. I uh, lost my co-host on uh, my other podcast, uh, Beyond the Wall, this year, and it was it was very quick, but we didn't have much time. And um, through the whole ordeal, uh, one of our co-hosts, she started calling us uh her sestra and I knew I that it that. was meant sister in in Ukrainian but I didn't know it was from the black <laughs> and I didn't really get it and um so when we got to that part of Clone Dance Party I was just like oh and so there's all sorts of crossing over between yeah Clone Dance Party yeah. and my experiences this summer and now with uh, with Bob and so, in my head canon, Bob and PG are together and they are rocking it and they're they're best friends now. I'm sure.
10: Absolutely, that's
4: awesome.
10: Yeah.
6: Yeah, it's been kind of cool for me, too, because like, I'm not a part of your world, technically. Like, I'm becoming part of your world because I listen to Clone Dance Party, and I'm starting to listen to other things, too. Uh, my husband's listened to more of Down Below than I have, but I'm going to start. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool because I come from like totally different area of the podcasting world, but it's been really awesome, just kind of, I don't know getting introduced to all of y'all, and then finding out that Shane is a wrestling fan, and then being like, oh yeah, I can convert someone to NXT. Yes! You
1: <laughs> and really I You not know. If awesome.
6: Yeah, I know I have. I know you're hooked, and I love it. <laughs> and I don't know, it's really cool to see people kind of come together and seeing all the really nice comments on Club Dance Party and then all the cool stuff that people put on Inside the Ropes, which I think Kenny's going to be putting together, but, um, yeah, you can go on the Inside the Ropes page and look at it, too. And I don't know. I guess I've just appreciated that, and I'm really glad that I had you guys here, too, um, because I feel kind of like a podcast orphan, and it's good that I'm not just a podcast orphan alone,
4: I guess. I feel
6: your pain. Yeah, a lot. A lot of
4: us. Just, just uh, for anybody that's watching, we've had about eight viewers in and out. Um, If you'd like to join us on microphone or camera, just let us know and we'll send you the link privately. We have two slots that we'll be rotating. Currently, we don't have any uh, demanding requests, but as we get them, we'll bring people out. We'll swap people around. Um, That's the whole goal: is for all of us to share.
2: Um, yeah, one of the best things about doing the podcasts with Bob and everything is, um, is meeting new people. I've got to meet Janice, uh, through this, and um, I told Janice privately a couple weeks ago. I think it was uh, towards the end of uh, season one that my favorite thing about the podcast was getting to make her laugh because I didn't know her very well. So if if I got to make Janice laugh, then I knew I said the right thing. Uh, that was really funny, because I knew enough about Bob to get him to giggle, and I knew enough about Lynette to, to get her. Since I didn't know Janice very well, being able to get that that little line or that whatever and, and, and get a reaction from Janice uh, was always great, and I looked forward it every Monday. And I continue to look forward to our times together when I get to talk to Janice, and um, that's always great. And Katrin and I um, are swapping... Books right now, <laughs> and Beth feels, and um, uh, it's been it's been wonderful uh, meeting everybody from the podcast. And Shane started messaging me on Facebook. Hey, I started listening to to the podcast, and yay! And I have I have to. Somebody, I have to talk because I'm catching up. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, yeah. it's so great to meet everybody and uh, find so many wonderful new friends and, and be able to do this. Um, and so, and that's all because of Bob. Yes. And uh, and Nutty, too. Nutty and I have become... I mean, I send her pictures while I'm in Target now. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> Look what I found at Target. <laughs> um, so... We won't it, go it, further it. into that. <laughs> it involved Wonder Woman. Okay, that's all we have to say. That's all we're gonna. Oh
6: say.
2: man, see that's another one of my yeah. worlds. Like
6: I'm a Superman
2: girl, but yeah, <laughs>
6: um, like I go to Metropolis every year for the Superman celebration. So, yeah. <laughs> that's
4: so nice. I I think one of the things that made me so happy, and one of the reasons again why I had to watch Orphan Black, is after the Dexter cast was over, I. I miss hearing those people in my head all the time. I mean, I knew the difference between Rachel and Janice by, you know, just a couple of seasons. I was impressed with myself. Mm-hmm. That was our big joke because in the beginning I couldn't, I was like, well, they're so similar <laughs> in, in voice. But now I'm like, how did I think that? They sound like. Yeah. I, don't like. <laughs>
6: I thought the same about Lynette and Janice at first. But, you know, after a few shows, I got there.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah. And um and then so I started listening to Orphan Black and then you add in Elizabeth. I already knew Lynette through Dextercast and everything else and it's just it's just great. And um you know, you 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 meet these people and some people they're not even the podcasters, they're just the listeners. I mean, how many yes. people know Bob from listening to other shows uh that he wasn't even part of and, um, yeah. and fantastic
6: that's how it was at first on the Inside the Ropes page we were just two people who commented on Robert and Kenny's show so like we were just two fans and then all of a sudden we got offered this chance to join them and it was really really awesome but yeah I was thinking about this and this is weird but I was thinking how Bob and I didn't necessarily talk about real life things like I said before but then I was like you know what wrestling and TV and Orphan Black and whatnot, like, those are cool memories that we could share with other people. So I don't know why they're any less valid than, like, a book club or whatever that people think is highbrow. Exactly. Not, yeah,
4: they're, yeah, they're just as I think it's the same. Yeah.
6: I think so, too. Absolutely.
4: I'm, uh, I'm currently on the hunt for uh, the Avengers DVD collection, so I can go through and... Uh, I'm slowly my <laughs> by uh, Emma Peele. No,
5: Emma, Peele. Mean, yeah, sure.
4: Emma Peele. Emma yeah. Peele. On the Nutty Bites uh, Facebook page every weekday I have a question and uh, different Shane and uh, Bob somehow figure out how to answer Emma appeal for everything. Although <laughs> Shane was able to do it for um, the, the national <laughs> day. <laughs> <laughs> Which just shows, by the way, I mean, Emma Peel is exactly the type of character that Bob loved. It is the, the strong female character, the superhero, the awesome woman, and the Avengers is like one of the first TV shows that actually had a woman on equal footing with a man, so mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like the template for everything else. I mean, if you watch the shows that Bob watched, you can tell who his favorite characters are. Yeah. And- mm-hmm.
7: Yeah. If that you want be... a good episode to start with, um, there's an episode called The House That Jack Built. Mm. It's, it's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. All
2: right. Uh, yeah, Bob was the same way with uh, Faith on Buffy. He could all roads lead to Faith and away from uh, Kendra, but towards Faith.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: On that, we would
4: have disagreed. <laughs> when the when the news hit, um, Robin Burge, uh, another podcaster that's all over the place, uh, he's you know very obviously struck, and uh, he shared the news with Potential Cast and a bunch of other places. And it's Robin and Bob that are the originators of the Faith is Wicked fan club. You know, Wicked Awesome (laughs) Fan Club and they had like a little acronym and everything for it and um, I just (laughs) every time you guys talk about Faith and the fact that Bob liked Kendra, like I love that. (laughs) I loved Kendra. That's my, oh
2: that's
6: why did we never talk about this?
2: Ah. (laughs) Um, Join the Slayerettes Pro Board and you can read all about Bob and his his feelings on the different slayers. I'm gonna have to do that because
6: Yeah. Wait oh, that. conversations
4: we could have had! Did we talk about Helena? <laughs> <laughs> no, the person you have to talk about
2: Helena with is Janice. Yes. <laughs> Janice. Janice
6: loves Helena, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Not Janice, a fan. <laughs> Janice
2: loves all new clones as they get entered onto the show, in the same way that I love all new non-clones that get entered into <laughs> the show. <laughs>
4: Yeah, <laughs> <a P-T-N-less>? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, Have we come to love Allison? <laughs> Have we what? Ha- has Janice come to love Allison yet, or is she still not a fan?
3: Oh no, I do like Allison, okay. and I do, yeah. and, and I, I, just, I, get to get to like Helena too. <laughs> and actually, actually, um, I'm glad we're continuing because I really want to be able to say when we get there's a there's a line by Helena. And um, it's my favorite line of the
1: whole show.
2: The
3: whole, oh. the whole
4: first
2: two, first I two seasons.
4: <laughs> I am no, I'm impressed. so excited to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so impressed with how, Janice, how you can present your opinions and it sounds like you, you haven't watched further. Like you're able to keep yourself in the mindset of when you first watched the show. Which, I, I was mean, just telling fantastic. my husband actually yesterday
6: about how you were like, yay, Helene is dead, Helene is dead. That's the most <laughs> exciting thing. <laughs> <You> mean,
1: <yeah. laughs> Even though she you've watched the whole wasn't. series. I was like, she was so <laughs> awesome. It's really good.
5: <laughs> Very awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was quite a, quite a change going from being a newbie to being one of the you know, already watched people. It's, <laughs> it's a challenge.
2: It is a challenge, um, and we talk a lot about how we can't do it as a video podcast, at least not until season three, and we're all on the same footing, because um,
1: I have be no be too much. Face. face.
2: Yeah, there'd be so much yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I don't know! <laughs> so I can see myself doing it um, when we're recording. And all I could think all the time is, oh, God, I'm so glad that I can't see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I could be sitting there
6: just mouthing words like, <laughs> yeah,
2: really,
6: I would have to mute my microphone and then just yell and then like... <laughs> no, for,
1: oh,
2: there was one thing I had to do that for, but for me, it's mostly just like,
8: <laughs> like,
1: have all
2: very expressive eyes, and so that's where all of it lives for me. <laughs> See, it's
6: gestures for me, like I don't know, well, I, I get teased a lot about too. This.
2: A gesture with my face, yeah, um, that's fair.
5: Um. I actually hadn't planned on saying through the whole uh, podcast. I was just going to come on and help out for a while. And, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, <know>. okay. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's just going to happen. I'm, I'm there.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, without you, there's no newbie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: it was when, so um, hard.
2: When it looked like I wasn't going to be able to join because they had a full cast except for a newbie, I was like... Well, it's been a while since I've seen it. I can pretend like I don't
6: know. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it up.
7: I've listened to many intro casts over the years. I think this is my seventh that I'm listening to. But this is the first time I'm actually playing along. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not good at I'm not good at um not watching ahead. And I actually have to not watch ahead for Orphan Black. I have to watch that episode that night, because if I watch any ahead, I forget where stuff happens. Actually, the latest Lirettes, uh that dropped is one of me, and I had been rewatching Buffy when we did it, and so I kept saying stuff that was happening in like season four, and they're like, dude, we are not there yet. I was like, oh, right. It was, <laughs> yeah. That was the beginning of season three, because I was like, oh, but you know, it's so weird that this happens after that, and they were like, "That no. No, No, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing has happened. uh, uh, It was pretty
6: funny. I I actually had to do that like the couple times that I left feedback for Clone Dance Party. I definitely did that, and then I left feedback, and then I was like, so I'm going to just watch the rest of the season again.
2: (laughs) 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 Whatever. I'm okay. I just got a message from um, Angela. Uh, Angie May, who is a big... um, Slayerett supporter. She's big on the pro boards and always sends in feedback to the Slayerettes. Um, Her and Bob had many a conversation um, and she just wanted me to say that um, even though the boards have been a little slow on Slayerettes, she's really missed talking to Bob and knowing that since they're getting the podcast back up and running and having trouble with their website, which I think Bob helped Amy and Emmy set up in the first place, (laughs) um, they're... uh, she's sad to not hear his opinion as we go into later seasons and and new plot twists and everything um and he was he was a great person and and she's really going to miss seeing him on the internet so um thank you Ange, and um yeah i think it's going to be kind of difficult for all of us not not seeing him on the boards and everything
5: yes. absolutely <laughs> absolutely
4: Um, So I'm going to play another sound clip, and um, maybe we can talk a little bit about In the Village afterwards.
0: Me and Bob have actually seen The Prisoner already,
7: haven't we, Bob?
9: Yes, definitely. I saw it when it originally aired.
7: And I I saw it on VHS, if you can actually remember those things.
9: Well, I actually, years (laughs) later, I bought my first VHS recorder specifically because they were rerunning The Prisoner on the educational station. And in those days before DVDs and before Netflix, I had no idea if I'd ever be able to see it again. So I bought the recorder specifically to take take the prisoner. Oh I see. <laughs> that was back when they the train, right <laughs> <laughs> That
4: was really neat. And The Prisoner is another show that I am a newbie listening to the podcast along with and am hooked. I am so surprised at how quickly so I was that. hooked. Yeah. I, Bob's been telling me, I, this is another one, for as long as, longer than he's been talking about doing this show with Shane, he's been telling me I need to watch this. And it's really funny um, and kind of sad that he's not going to get to see all of the prisoner references in Babylon 5. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he was a newbie and such a fan of the prisoner um, because there's so many references in there. And for a show that's older, like, it really holds up. And it's Mm -hmm. got some really great pacing and I have to stop myself from watching ahead. So Shane, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, In the
7: Village? Um, it's an intro cast uh, that I've done with Bob. I, we actually found on Ubers, John and Aaron actually in the Nutty Boys Facebook group. Um, so thanks for, Nutty for that. Um, it's something I've been personally wanting to do uh, for about almost three years now. Um, and for one thing or another I couldn't do it so I started the Red Wolf intro cast. Um, then, when that was ending, we, I jumped at the chance to one uh, recording with Bob, and we waited until the Dexter cast and the Red Wolf Intercast had finished. Uh, While well, I'm on the subject, too, actually, of the Red Wolf Intercast, even though he we, we never guested on the show, he was actually the person who got Heath and Angela and recommended them their new headsets and new microphones. So, even though he never guested on the show, he helped out in that way. That's great.
4: And, mm-hmm. and one of the big uh, contributors from the Red Dwarf introcast is uh, one of the people who started up down below, which is the Babylon 5 one, which he was listening and uh, watching brand new. Yeah. So it's, it's very connected, these, these podcasts.
6: <laughs> Can I just say, Shane, that I have loved Red Dwarf since I accidentally discovered it on PBS when I was like 17? <laughs> Like It was on after MASH one night on my TV that I didn't have cable on in my bedroom because my parents wouldn't run the cable up to my bedroom and I was still living here because I was in high school and I love Red Dwarf so much and I just downloaded a whole bunch of the shows. I haven't listened yet, but another
4: like fandom thing that we share, which is pretty sweet. (laughs) Red Dwarf is so great and I think I had a very similar experience there. Sandra, um, and it's actually good that you did Red Dwarf first, because that's where you learned all about podcasting.
7: Yeah. I, well, I want I want to do The Prisoner first, actually, originally, because it was my first podcast, and I thought to myself, ah, oh, The Prison's only 17 episodes. If I don't like pod- podcasting, it's only 17 episodes, I can do it and get back out again. <laughs> <laughs> Three years later! <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. Do you remember how long it took to run through the Dexter cast? It's uh, a little over out. two years. We Who's
3: started it? in spring. Of, we started in the spring of 2012.
4: Oh, there you go.
3: And, uh, you know, hurricane or excuse me, superstorm Sandy. Oh yeah. Bob was in the hospital a couple of weeks and. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, yeah, just the seems like ha- it just happened. Mm-hmm. The How Mouth podcast uh, started way back I think in late 2009 and that's actually one of the first podcasts I ever listened to Listen to without realising uh, Bob was actually working behind the scenes on that. That's which right. Which is quite bizarre.
4: Well, he, he credits that as to where he learned how to, how to do everything. I'm glad he did, because
6: I would have had no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> a
5: lot of people became really interconnected from that from that uh, podcast mm-hmm. a lot.
4: All right, so do you guys want to uh, see if I can make it through Victor's post? Yes. All right, let me pull this up. If you need
6: someone to take over from you, I'll pull it up, too. Okay. We'll see how
4: how well I can do. First, got to scroll through all the pictures. Oh, actually, before I do that, um, I'm going to share something that Emily uh, posted on Clone Dance Party, which I think is uh, very, very fitting. Uh, I wanted to share some words Bob wrote on our group wall to my sister and I, who podcast together where Bob was a loyal listener and guest, when our mom died just a few weeks ago on New Year's Eve. He was the first one to reply to our post and give his condolences. Sorry to hear that. Real life comes first. Take whatever time you need. Hope you and Sue are holding up well. Each person reacts differently. In my case, I started getting involved with podcasting after the deaths after deaths in my family. It gave me something to focus on and kept my mind off less pleasant thoughts. So, uh it's very comforting to see how podcasting is uh what helped him get over certain things. Mm-hmm.
2: And being connected to all you guys have helped make this time easier for me as well.
4: Absolutely.
6: Yeah, for me too. I think the hardest thing is like it's kind of hard to watch NXT right now. And I I made it through this past week's episode without completely bawling my face off. But the first one, it was just like, I love this show and it's my favorite show, but I want to talk about it on the podcast and I can't do the podcast because I'm an orphan and it's all very... Uh <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been kind of interesting. Like everything cool that I see in wrestling was making me cry for at least a week. Yeah. Shane,
4: why yeah. don't you uh you tell your story about the subscription?
7: Oh yeah. Um oh, uh, the rest the the I'm trying to, they decided to launch something in America called the WWE Network uh, back this time last year and they were you can watch everything for just $10 a month uh, they were going to launch it over here in uh, October
6: it was supposed to be then October no- 1 then November 1 yeah. then exactly. oops we deleted it again
7: exactly Exactly. And I was talking to Bob about, uh, I'm not going to get it. They've delayed it too much. I'm annoyed with it. I am not going to get it. So um, I was having coffee um, a couple of weeks ago with my mother. And she said, What, what are you going to get? What, when am I going to get you for your birthday? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you get a 34 year old man for his birthday? And what about this wrestling thing? That you told me about. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna get you a three-month subscription to that wrestling thing you told me about. Mm, um, yes. Thank you, mother. Thank you. Cool. Oh. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Then I went straight to uh, Facebook and messaged Bob saying, "I'm go- I'm gonna get the network after all. You know, months paying for it for, for, for three months." Uh, he never saw that message. And then a couple of days later they just uh the day after um the day after the bob died, uh, they decided to launch a network six days early
6: which is amazing for w w e yes <laughs> was unprecedented frankly,
7: yeah so uh as um my friend said to me actually you said. He said, well, think of it like this. As soon as Bob got to heaven, his first order of business was to make sure the network got launched.
6: (laughs) Sometimes it seems like that's the only explanation for how it finally worked. There you go. And I'm glad, Shane, that you know, you know I've gotten to bond over that too and that I've been yeah. able to take up Bob's mantle of no watch NXT, seriously watch NXT, it's the best thing
7: <laughs> I should warn you in advance Sandra, I apologize in advance but as I'm working my way through I might be messaging you, this happened I know oh. Yeah, no, do
6: it, because I often message people. I mean, Kenny can attest to this sometimes, too. Like, okay, you're getting my running commentary. Sorry, fair warning. Like, this is what's happening. (laughs) And I always enjoy it. Like, I enjoy when people see my favorite thing in wrestling and then, you know, let me know what they're thinking at the time. It's always really fun, so I welcome it. If you're willing to get, you know, responses back. With me going, oh my gosh, and this was this, and this it is was, this weird historical definitely, detail
1: definitely,
7: of this definitely. thing. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, but um, I, I mentioned uh, Smart Wrestling Fan Facebook group earlier on, but where I knew Bob originally before we guested each other, I guess the a messy show. Um, someone posted on there that Bob had died. They saw that from the Inside the Rose Facebook group, and the response on that page itself was quite overwhelming. Uh, I don't, unfortunately, have it in front of me because I'm doing this on my phone, uh, but there must have been, I don't know, 30, 40 posts on that on that thread, at least. So.
6: Yeah, I want to see all of them. They've not approved my membership yet, but... You might just
4: have to re-request it or
7: something. <laughs> <laughs> I have screen-captured so I can send you. I can send you that on Facebook.
4: Oh yeah, that'd be cool. I think uh, it's a pretty common thing that I've seen on um, all the different uh, podcast groups on Facebook. Is you know, somebody shares it, and it's just the comments, and it's not multiple people talking back and forth. It's mostly. People just saying how sorry they are. I can't tell you how many people said, "Wait, what? No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Wait, this has got to be wrong." Yeah, no, there were plenty of
6: people that. on inside the ropes that I didn't even know, and because we're on the VIP subscription mostly, like it's not really a huge listener audience, but you know, we were on the main show every once in a while, so people mm-hmm. got to hear us. And I was actually amazed just how many people said, "Oh, I loved his opinions. I've been listening to you know their show and whatnot." Because most of the people I hadn't heard from, and it was—I
4: don't know—it
6: was just really, really nice to see the feedback from people and know that they appreciated him and his input, which was always fantastic. Like it was always yeah. really fun. Yeah,
2: I can say that um, when he didn't sign on to that podcast and. Matt, Lynette Janice and I realized we hadn't heard from him for a couple of days that was that was, that was a lot of no um, no he's mm-hmm.
7: gonna
2: he's he's just gonna call tomorrow mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and he's gonna be like oh sorry guys so uh, schedule for five tonight um, or or what have you and even the next week it was still okay so Bob's gonna email anytime now with the feedback for this week and we're gonna we're going to keep going. It's been, um, there's been a lot of nope.
6: <laughs> like, oh, just kidding.
10: Yeah. yeah. you it's like, big joke. Yeah, um,
6: misunderstanding about my pulse.
10: <laughs> I know that when, um, Elizabeth messaged me, like, and they hadn't heard from him, I just remembered, like, I was at work and I just got this, like, really a terrified feeling that I just chose not to acknowledge. I'm like, he probably just, he just fell asleep and that's why he's late and everything's going to be fine, but then mm. a few hours later they still hadn't heard from him and then I got a message from her and, uh, yeah. and got the news and it was just, I I didn't I still don't really believe it, like I don't know he's just so much a part of everything that I love about this community and
2: yeah, it's mm-hmm. been, that's a lot of the way I felt too, is is just a lack of belief. Like, he's on vacation. When we start the podcast back up, he's going to be there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know he's going to be there in spirit and everything, but it's still, um, that was a very scary evening. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. Matt did such a good job. Matt, if you're watching, oh, he did such a good job trying to keep Lynette, Janice and I together, Um, he Skyped with us uh, while we were waiting for news and everything And um, when I got the phone call from Janice and she told me she just couldn't... I was enough of a phone call for the night and asked me if I could make all the rest of the phone calls and post to the page and everything Um, I I hated to be the bearer of bad news and I I hated to have scared everybody um, asking if anybody had seen Bob but the outpouring and the, and the realizing that everybody was waiting up until we heard, that everybody was waiting up until everybody knew um, that we weren't alone, the three of us, Lynette, Janice, and I, um, and Matt, our host for the night, um, that, we weren't, that we weren't alone and that we were doing all of that with all you guys with us and a community behind us. It was, it was really special, and um, Matt actually mentioned that you guys had done this for PG and immediately it went into my head and I believe the next day I started contacting Nettie with we we have to we have to do something. Cause we have to do something. It's Bob. We can't yeah. we can't just yeah. go quiet we can't just yeah. go quietly and pretend like we have to we have to do something. And so No, I was really glad when you
6: guys messaged me about this and everything. Like I mean, that that night that I got the news, I'd been really worried, actually, for, like, already almost two days because we were supposed to record on Saturdays. Like, starting that week, we were supposed to record on Saturdays. We'd been doing Sundays after I got off 10-hour shifts at work and he had to do the Prisoner podcast in the morning and, like, Saturdays were just going to work better, and then I didn't hear from him, and usually he would say, you know, let me know when you're ready, you know, we'll get going, whatever. And usually I was, like, two hours late, because, (laughs) of course I was. I don't know. That's just the way it would go, and he was super patient about it.
5: (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm.
6: what a saint. Um, But, yeah, I was like, oh, maybe he thought that it was just going to be after NXT moved to Wednesday, so next week we are going to start on Saturday, and we're supposed to do Sunday, so like I signed on to Skype on Sunday, and it's like, okay, if you're asleep, no big deal, I'm gonna be up till like four in the morning, whatever, you know, just let me know. And I didn't hear anything, and that's really not like him at all, and so that's yeah. why I signed on to your page at night because I knew you guys recorded at eight, so I was like, I don't know, maybe he did fall asleep, maybe he had to go to the hospital or something because he had mentioned when we started the podcast, actually, that he wanted me to do the intro and lead just because his health wasn't always great. And he said he had had to be in the hospital last year at some point. And so it was just like that kind of went through my mind. But I was checking your page going, okay, they're just recording. It's going to be fine. Like, I'm going to see this and it's going to be fine and we'll do whatever. And then I saw, like, that no one had heard from him and I was... Mm-hmm kind of. I was watching Raw and I was just like, mm, well, whatever. It's it's not going to be bad even though I had a bad feeling about it, but yeah, and then I saw your post Liz like it was pretty much like Raw got done and it was a terrible episode because of course it was because it's terrible lately. And then I was thinking like, oh, I want to talk to Bob about this that happened and this that happened and then I saw the post and I had to tell Kenny, and we were just kind of like, "What do we even know? Like, we don't know how to feel. Like, yeah, what do you even do?" <laughs>
7: mm-hmm. I was oh. sorry. I'm may... sorry.
4: I was you just know. gonna say I was out. Um, we were running errands, and uh, we stopped at a burrito place. And normally, I'm I don't. I have two Facebook accounts. I have the one my family talks to, and then the one with my broadcasting name, which makes it nice and easy because I don't have to worry about work people finding out all the craziness that I do. And uh, I don't normally have my phone linked to uh, to the Nukchash Facebook. And um, I was I was talking to somebody through the messenger in that and uh, completely separate issue, but pretty important and so I was checking to make sure and and Elizabeth sends me a message and says you know do you have Bob's phone number and I'm like no but I'm pretty sure Janice does <laughs> and, uh, and then I was just worried the rest of the night and thankfully I got updated but it was again one of those things where all I could think about was um, last year when he was sick yeah <laughs> That's pretty
2: much everybody yeah, I was getting personal messages the next day, like, well as soon as you posted that you couldn't find Bob, we knew. And um and it was uh Yeah, it was um it was pretty difficult. But being able to talk to all of his other co hosts and Saintly Love on his page has really made all of this easy and um this has been a really crappy way to meet Sandra and really get to know Shane better and meet Kenny and and I get to know Matt better and everything. Um, This has been the crappiest way to do it, but I'm so glad for you guys and uh, to be able to be on here with you guys and to be able to talk to you guys uh, because doing this alone, um, being so far away from everybody, I mean the closest person I am. Well, apparently I'm really close to Victor. We just found that out this week. But um, outside of that, the closest person I am to is Lynette, and she's... Twelve hours away, and that's that's really hard. and um there was a loss in my family right around um, christmas my my best friend's little brother, who was essentially my little brother, passed away. and so this was this was right after that and was really scary and and I'm um, having the online community kind of helped take that burden of grief away. I wasn't I'm not the only one grieving for my friend that I did podcasts with. Everybody is grieving for that friend in a very similar way and for similar reasons, and that's um, that's been really nice.
7: Comforting. Very comforting. Thank you. I went to bed, sorry, Mary.
4: Sorry. Go, Shane. uh,
7: I went to bed as per usual on that Monday night. Uh, I woke up at just after three um, just to go to the loo. You know, one of those things. And I thought, for some odd reason, I'd quickly just check Facebook. And then I saw, obviously, has anyone seen Bob? And I realized that I sent him a message two days earlier. He hadn't responded. I checked his Twitter. He hadn't tweeted, tweeted for two days. And at that point, you know, it fell apart, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, uh, just after four AM, uh, I tweeted out saying, you know, you know, I really hope Bob's okay. It was four AM. Nothing I could do. I tried going back to sleep at that point. I couldn't. Uh about quarter to five, Nutty messaged me on Skype and Twitter saying have you heard the news. And at that point I found out and I couldn't do anything more. I couldn't, just couldn't do anything more. And uh, I just cried my eyes out for half an hour.
6: I did it for more than half an hour.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was
6: shaking. I literally couldn't stop shaking. Like, I almost couldn't type to tell Kenny. I was just like, because he had actually just, like, I messaged Bob, actually, to say, you know, I haven't heard from you in a couple of days. Are you OK? And it was literally one minute later that I saw your post, Liz. And so it was hard because, like, he said he was online and yeah. I could see that message and, like, it was just super weird. And, like, when I didn't hear from him, I didn't know who to talk to, really. Like, I didn't, like, Janice, yeah. I didn't even know that you were related. and Neither did we, and we
2: were on the same podcast.
6: Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I was kind of like, <laughs> well, I'm glad that. I had at least an avenue to check something that's going on yeah. because otherwise I would just, like, I might never know. You know what I mean? Because, like,
1: yeah.
6: I mean, Robert and Kenny and I, obviously, like, Robert's in Scotland, Kenny's in Vancouver, I'm in Michigan. We're pretty across the world, and it like yeah. it's just the three of us, so I don't know. It's just been really helpful is the moral of that story.
4: We We as yeah. people... Um, when someone passes, we need some sort of ritual, some way to share our pain. Yes. This is why people all over the world, throughout generations in history, there have always been rituals surrounding uh, when someone passes. And when someone you know passes, but you're so far away, you know, in these online communities, it's difficult to deal with. And I am so happy to have the technology now to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, not just for those of us who are here talking and looking at each other, but for those who aren't able to bring themselves to join us, those who can't be here today, but can listen to it in the podcast feed later, excuse me, um, or on YouTube later. Uh, sorry, uh, as they said, Clone Dance Party will take a long time to get their RSS back in order. And it may be a new uh, feed, but um, this can be packaged as an mp3 for the other feeds. Um, yeah. This, this is something that helps us, you know. It's cathartic and it gives closure. And it's just so great to be able to share it with his family and his online family. Um, mm-hmm. I have another, uh, somebody else posted on the YouTube page. I'm sorry, I didn't realize... I put it in the comment tracker and I didn't realize we were getting um, posts there. But, uh, you know, we'd already read the one from Terry and Ian had come on and basically said what he had said. Uh, But also the Ginger King uh, said, I barely knew Bob, but he always seemed like the calmest guy on the boards. He was one of the smartest. Rest in peace. And Lynette, I think uh, you have a tweet to read for us.
5: Um, I can. I don't actually have to tweet, but uh, Simone tweeted uh, about a day after mm-hmm. the podcast, and she was um, deeply sorry that Bob had passed away, and and uh, sends her love. And Michael Gallagher Gull- 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 has uh, verbally been texting, and he's pretty shook up about the whole thing too. So he yeah, um, in spirit.
2: actually, Mike just uh, just sent me a message. Asking if I would read it for him. Awesome. Um, He said, There is definitely a hole in my little podcast community, and I don't suspect it will ever be filled. Bob was a friend, a peer, a listener, and a teacher. I'm so glad I got to meet him through the Hellmouth Empire, and even more enjoying was discussing Dexter on him with the Dexter cast. Bob, you touched a lot of people, and I really hope you know you have given a lot of people joy. Thank you, Mr. DeGrand, and may you rest in peace. That's yeah.
4: Great. All right. <clears throat> I've, got, I've got Victor's long post. Okay. <clears throat> I'd like to thank all of you for the kind words about my brother, Bob. My only experience with podcasting is providing a bit of email feedback here and there. But I was really surprised to see how many people's lives he had touched with his podcasts. Bob was one of the smartest people I have ever met. He went to Columbia University. Even now, whenever I needed help to get the to get a router to work or convert file formats, he always knew how to handle the technical stuff. I had just spoken to him a few days ago discussing his podcasts. He was really looking forward to the new season of Orphan Black. He loved that show so much that he broke all of his rules to start a podcast about it. (laughs) he thought the last two episodes of Babylon 5 were great but he wanted to stay a newbie and didn't watch ahead with his guest episode of Down Below coming up The Prisoner was one of his all-time favorite shows I remember hearing on a spoilery version of Down Below which Bob wasn't allowed to listen to of course when they mentioned an upcoming Prisoner podcast so I immediately told Bob and he asked me where did you hear that I said to him you mean I heard about a podcast before you did? Is that even possible? And he said, No, of course not. I'm one of the hosts. I just. Bob even liked the Prisoner 2 remake. Now that's a true Prisoner fan. That is. <laughs> I can't really comment on the wrestling podcast. Back in the 80s, we used to watch Superfly Snooka jumping off the top rope. I lost interest in wrestling, but he never did. I always kept a few episodes of his podcasts on my desktop, so even though we lived 2,000 miles apart, I could still hear his familiar voice whenever I wanted. When you listen to him, you can hear his enthusiasm for whichever project he was working on. He loved what he was doing, and his enjoyment of the shows brought entertainment to so many others. I hope the regulars on the Clone Dance Party can find a way to keep their podcast going. I'm sure Bob would have wanted that. He enriched our lives, and we will miss him. Regards, Victor. I made it. Did it? Yay!
1: Yay. Good work.
4: I did it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> and And uh, we've got a, a comment on that that I think will be helpful. Um, from Val Pass. One of the last things Bob commented slash posted about Buffy was for one of the best things I ever read, and I loved that he said that and that I agreed so heartedly with him. I'm glad that I told him how much I loved it. I still haven't listened to the last episode of Clone Dance Party podcast because it will be a little heartbreaking. But at the same time, really special that we can still hear his voice and his thoughts. As you can see, he was loved and will be greatly missed. Condolences to you and your family. I want to know, uh, Val, what did he say? What was the (laughs) best ever? Was it? (laughs) I was hoping that was in there. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Matt has uh, been watching all along, and he's telling us we're doing a great job. So woohoo! Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I'm uh, I'm looking into the potential cast uh, group to find what Robin wrote. To see yeah, if, uh, if that's something we want to share. Just give me a second. I have nothing else to play to fill this time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So Janice, how old was Bob when you met him, when your sister married him?
3: Oh wow, you're going to make me do arithmetic. (laughs) I am! Uh, let's see what they got let's see he would have been when they got married he would have been 36 yeah I think so 36
10: okay
2: mm-hmm. yeah um Lyn and I had asked Janice well do you know do you live near Bob do you know do you know where he lives do you have his phone number and and Lynette had asked about his wife, and Janice goes, "Well, my sister's passed." <laughs> and I think, yeah. I think Lynette and I both fell out of our chairs because that. Was we it. did. I, I certainly did. We were, we were not aware of. It was like, wait, I don't even care what else is going on. Hold on, we need explanations. You're his sister-in-law. That's how you guys.
1: What
6: is yeah. happening? This what? seems like information that we should have known, or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes.
2: I, I just had no idea. And so, I just, I I still, I'm like, I went through an entire season with the two of them. I never got that connection.
4: I think it was probably not until at least uh, halfway through the Dexter cast that Bob had mentioned that to me. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we were, and so Nettie was like, "Uh, I'm pretty sure Janice has her number, (laughs) has his number. I was like. Not, i was like, what's like, oh. going oh. okay. I
4: was like, okay. Well, I hadn't asked her yet. <laughs> uh, this is where I was going next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Janice, what was his profession? Um, he, he, well,
3: he had, hadn't been worth doing this for a long time, but he was um, like a programming
4: analyst. That's okay. so fitting. It makes sense. Yeah. My husband started asking me all these questions about Bob. He knew him mostly through my podcast. And uh, he'd ask me these questions, and he's like, well, do you live with his wife? And I'm like, well, I think she passed, but I don't remember how long ago. And he goes, what did he do? What does he do for a living? And I'm like, I don't Podcast. Know, I'm Podcast. Sure, I'm pretty sure it's in computers because of the conversations we've had, and he just asks me all these questions. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you know, like, yeah. He's like I know he lives in Hoboken because we're gonna meet up. I was like, but you know. <laughs> It didn't have to do with Buffy, so it wasn't relevant. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Uh, yeah, you know, I had the same favorite characters. I mean, who doesn't love dogs? <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. I, I, just, a... I just watched that video a couple of days ago.
10: <laughs>
5: the, the surprise video. <laughs> <Yes>.
10: <laughs> I had similar experiences where like, um, I mentioned to a couple of my school friends that um, a friend of mine had died, and they immediately just asked, oh, well, how old was he? And I'm like, I, I don't know.
6: know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't they, know either.
10: They just kept asking, like, a bunch of questions that you ask when a friend of someone you know dies, and I'm like, I don't know. And <laughs> I could kind of tell they were all thinking, like, how good of a friend was he then? <laughs> but I'm like,
1: no, you guys don't
10: understand, like... Uh, he was just, he was so important, and I knew other things. I knew his favorite characters on his shows, and I knew, you know, how much he loved TV and podcasting, and that's what was important. And, yeah, that was kind of hard to explain, though, to people who aren't familiar with podcasting.
2: Yeah. 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 And just how, you know, generally
5: nice he was to everyone.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And how helpful he was. He really wanted to teach everybody as much as he could.
5: Mm
3: -hmm. I just wanted to say how helpful I thought the Hoboken Police Department was. You know, when I called them and they started asking me questions like, well, when was the last time anyone saw him? And I was like, well, I don't know the last time anyone saw him, but, you know, he's mostly online and and nobody, (laughs) you know, nobody's, you know he hasn't been online in a couple of days and and I thought they're gonna they're gonna blow me off for sure but they didn't they they did say did say they would go check on him and they did and while the you know the the result wasn't good at least we knew
2: yeah yeah um mm. I was so glad that Janice was family uh because uh Matt had been talking about calling and that would have just well no, I'm his friend. Well, okay, yeah. I live in Arizona, so I've never actually seen him. Right. right yeah. <laughs> but he's not responding to my Facebook messages, and that's just not like him. <laughs> like, it would have been really right. difficult to get all of yeah, this. Right. Like, his Skype is set to away. You don't
6: understand. Like, you don't understand. Skype yeah. being away for, like, the time we're supposed to be recording. Like, that's, that's actually what made me have the worst. Bad feelings, I guess. It was like I had yeah. literally never seen his Skype set to away, and then when I saw that Sunday night, I was like, "That's weird. I don't, I don't know what's going when, on." <laughs>
4: when I told my husband, uh, you know, th- about the messages and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, it's not a big deal. Like, no reason to panic." And I said, "No, no, you don't understand. This <laughs> yeah, is like because th- two days previous, somebody didn't show up for a, a, a podcast recording." And we just continued without them, without thinking anything of it, and without worrying, because it was just a different situation. And yeah. most people, I would probably have the same reaction that Sandra did, where it's like, okay, we messed up, our wires were crossed, or something. Um, like I'm supposed to be the flaky one, so. <laughs> <laughs> so when it was Bob that didn't show up, we knew it was like, no, this is serious. And then I said, well, his sister-in-law is, is going to call the police. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah. It, 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 she can't get him on the phone, so it's, yeah, this is serious. And I can just imagine, though, you know, well, when was the last time anyone's seen him? You don't understand. He hasn't tweeted in two days.
6: Yeah. <laughs> like, his last tweet was at, like, January 9, 545. January, <laughs>
4: yeah, I checked that.
6: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no emails went out or anything on our on the Clone Dad's party account yeah. or
5: anything. Yeah.
4: And and it's just it's those are those are the things. Whereas, you know, for normal people, I'm right, mm-hmm. doing quotation yeah. marks. Uh, there, you know, a lot of people wouldn't take that as as serious, but it's different, <laughs> especially with Bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: my dad, yeah, I was I, glad
3: I had all of you. I was glad I had all of you because I was telling my husband, it's like groupthink was a good thing that night because we were all yeah. on, we were all talking, we were all worried, and we we're like, Okay, we're gonna do something. Whereas Sandra what you were by yourself.
6: Yeah. You were, I, like worried. I just didn't know. I was like, Am I ever gonna find out anything? Which is why I was glad that I knew that I could check your page because you recorded at, you know, eight yeah. on Mondays and I knew that.
4: Yeah. So, uh, Rich, I can't pronounce his last name. Um he's from the McKinley cast which is a Freaks and Geeks podcast. Another show that Bob started watching thanks to the podcast. Um and he definitely fell into it and and loved it. I'm so happy that uh I convinced him <laughs> to take a different episode um <laughs> than one of the later ones that they haven't uh I haven't recorded yet. Oh, God, yeah. On, uh, yeah. I'm with the band that episode instead of the Dungeons & Dragons one. <laughs> um, anyway, Rich writes, uh, I know I already said something, but this is just crazy. Bob was one of the main fixtures in the community, and not just the potential cast community, but the podcasting community in general. He was involved with so many of us in so many different ways. He's been on, like, all of our podcasts had his own podcast, wrote articles, and just generally helped out people whenever they needed him. This leaves Mm -hmm. a huge hole and one that won't be filled anytime soon. He was a key piece to all of this and has been for a long time. I hope he's appreciated everywhere as much as he is here. And Rich, I'm pretty sure we're learning that he he is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
10: definitely. Uh I'm pretty sure Rich's last name is like Guadagno or something. I know he said it on the Kinley cast once and all of us went, Oh!
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm notoriously bad at pronouncing things, so I just try not to. (laughs) Yes,
2: I am am the same way. Um, I actually got a message from my dad. He tuned in and he says, It's a very nice tribute. I've been watching and listening. It's hard to lose a friend. It's amazing how connected we can become with our online friends. I'm very sorry for the loss you guys are sharing.
4: Thanks, Dad. Thanks,
1: dad. My, dad's nice. a pretty,
2: my dad's a pretty nice guy and he's he doesn't he has a hard time listening to podcasts, but he's very much in this community of of, you know, Buffy and um all these shows, even wrestling. My dad and I used to watch wrestling hey. when I was in high school and everything. Um and so he, this is very much in his wheelhouse even though he uh, he didn't do podcasts, so He's a nice guy. Yeah. So
4: Illyrio from Potential Cast did a bunch of swearing. Um, <laughs> but he said that Bob was one of the people that made him happy to be a podcaster. Met up with him twice, and he was sad not to make it three times. And I think that's, that's a really good sentiment right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes you happy to be a podcaster.
2: Yes. And also, the swearing isn't bad sentiment either. No, no, I
4: completely agree with it right there i just I normally mm-hmm. don't swear on air, <laughs> yeah,
2: um yeah i there was lots of i w- i happened to be in a laundromat with my husband when uh when we found everything out, and I am sitting in a crowded laundromat, like sobbing into my husband's shoulder, calling Lynette and calling Matt and trying to tell everybody and not not having, like wishing that I didn't have to tell people and and hoping that I wasn't waking anybody up with the news who was on a different time because it was about nine o'clock uh, Pacific time before we learned yeah. anything, and and not wanting to have people wake up to that news and and everything. And so um, there was lots of people in the in the lounge we met that night just kind of staring at the at the white girl crying.
1: Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah for a while, everything was reminding me like. I mean, for a week, obviously. Like, I watch a lot of wrestling, and it was really, really hard. Like, you know, the references are going to be lost to most people. But Daniel Bryan came back. Like, Daniel Bryan, one of my favorite wrestlers ever, and one of Bob's favorite wrestlers ever. Like, he came back to action, and we'd been looking forward to that so much. And, like, I actually watched SmackDown, and I balled through all of Daniel Bryan versus Kane, and not for the normal reasons. Um <laughs> Yeah. It was hard. At work I had to just kind of like excuse myself because I work at a like high-end liquor store kind of place and I had to excuse myself to the beer cooler a couple times and just kind of like go cry in the cold.
3: <laughs> I'd like to read on um, one of the things that my son wrote. Um, my, this is one of um, my youngest son. He's in college. Um, his name is Andrew. I first wanted to thank all of you for your memories and thoughts of Bob. It warms my heart to hear all of the stories and interactions that each and every one of you had with him. Bob was my uncle and I loved every moment that I had with him. My last memory of Bob was when my brother and I drove him back to his apartment in Hoboken. We talked for the whole drive and I cherished every moment. It truly can be said there was never a dull moment with Bob. The discussion was lively and I got to learn more about his podcasting sessions. I also loved how almost everyone was introduced to Buffy Because when I was younger, Bob and Julia introduced me to Bucky, and I was hooked in every family function that we had. He expressed such a keen joy and appreciation for everyone around him. For all of the activities that he participated in, he selflessly gave his time, humor, and energy. Thank you for all your stories. I'm listening to this on YouTube, and it is a very touching memorial to a fantastic individual. I love Bob, and I know that he, as a... previous commentator said is podcasting in heaven thank you for all of your thoughts it has touched my heart
4: much love Andrew
2: thank you for those kind words Andrew that was
4: very nice thank you thank you Andrew thank you um so um I've been assuming uh Bob and his wife they never had children is that right that's yeah that's correct but apparently he was very involved in his nieces and nephews' lives. He had
3: six nephews. Wow. Six nephews, wow. Wow.
0: Three
3: great. sons and my sister. Other sister has three sons. That's great. And they, 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 uh, they loved the way he treated them as adults.
2: Yeah, I had a... It
3: didn't talk down to them. Mm-hmm.
2: I had a grandfather like that who always treated me as an equal.
4: So see people, Bob liked kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> um, I'm Smith this is broken. <laughs>
3: as long as their names weren't Astor and Cody. Yeah, yeah if they weren't that's
7: yeah. basically it.
4: I had to explain that joke to uh to Elizabeth uh, um uh, about a week back. She says, So what's yeah. this deal about Bob not liking kids? <laughs>
6: I was wondering that too when you guys started the Flown Dance Party, and it was like, Kira, ha ha ha, she's a child. And I was like, yes?
2: I was was like, yeah, totally. Bob liking a kid, weird, right? Yeah. (laughs) For
4: for those that didn't listen to the Dexter cast, uh, Bob would often ask, who do you think is going to die next? And Bob would always say, <laughs> <Astro. Cody.
1: laughs> Yep.
4: Yeah. It, it was just great. It was great. That's so got, got more in the Q and A. I'm sorry, I'm not keeping up with them. Keep checking all these different sources. Uh, so Matt says, oh, here we go. Matt says, uh." When it happened, he started immediately messaging people he hadn't heard from in a while. Please let me know if you're alive, I'd type. We're so connected these days that it's very disconcerting when we can't reach someone immediately. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I understand that sentiment. I've been telling people, um, when you see me, we're going to be taking pictures together, and I'm going to yeah. be yeah. sounding like I'm drunk because I'm going to tell you that I love you um, because you know you don't know and and I'm really this past year I've been thinking about what is worth my time more and uh, human connection is definitely the top priority there and yeah. so I understand that yeah. completely
5: definitely definitely definitely
4: um, I've got something from Sergeant Drino and uh, I know Elizabeth mentioned his name before yeah he's just Sergeant Drino everywhere Oh, okay yeah, that's his Facebook profile. That's everything. Um, I sent a message to Bob on Facebook yesterday, <laughs> and I told him to quit kidding around, but he hasn't responded yet. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: I sent Bob a message. This is from Matt, sorry. I sent Bob a message something like three hours before we were set to record Clone Dance Party, and I didn't hear back. I thought it was odd, but I sort of figured... He was busy or whatever. These things will never stop blindsiding us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: Matt, you can come back.
4: Oh, he's he's fine watching. I've checked up with him. Okay. okay. Um and uh, Sergeant Drena wants to know what were Bob's rules about starting a podcast? The rules that he broke. I'm thinking he didn't want to start a podcast for a show that wasn't finished again. I think correct? that was it. That was one of them.
6: Yeah. I
4: know he mentioned that to me. Because as soon as he started <laughs> Dexter Cash, it went off the rails. He didn't want to like, <laughs> get
6: into another series that would get so so horrible or something.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. And it I took think a lot of part
6: of it was a you time to commitment that. thing too, like editing. I
2: yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Editing, yes. Mm.
4: Yes. Yeah, I was just gonna say that yeah, clone dance party. You guys don't have backup editors yet, huh?
5: No. Well, no. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Not yet. <laughs> not yet.
4: We're no. Gonna...
5: Um, <laughs> Elizabeth likes to learn things. <laughs>
2: Elizabeth does like to learn things. Elizabeth wants to learn this. So once we get once we get our feet firmly planted um, and have a good system, I think Lynette's gonna try and help me learn to do that, so that yeah. maybe. We can, you know, me and and, and Katrin, uh
4: can start that Dark Angel podcast. Well, don't worry, I'll I'll help you out with that as well. We'll get, we'll yeah, get you going.
5: Your help will be much needed, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. This this would not be happening today without you. <laughs> yeah. Your um, actually, I'd like to take the time to to specifically thank you, Nettie. Um, this there is no way this would happen would have been able to happen without you. I have no idea what magical buttons you've pressed and how you've made the interwebs do the fancy shit it's doing right now. Um, I I don't know. Um, thank you so much for and I'm sad you know how to do this from previous experience but um, thank you so much for taking the brunt of the technical stuff so Lynette and I can just focus on the people stuff. It's been Amazingly helpful and wonderful, and you are just such a beautiful person inside and out. Thank you so much for thanks, Nani. for being our command center today. I and actually since everything started happening, you've been a really solid rock in our corner and have been immensely helpful to me. So, um, just as, even as a friend, so thank you so
4: much. Well, I, it's really the least I can do. Um, again, I wish I didn't for various, you know, how to put this stuff together and have need of it. Um, But it's even working out better than I thought it was going to because I thought we were going to have, like, three people here as the Watchers tribute page. So the fact that that (laughs) didn't happen, I think Bob was out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... I want to thank Google for getting their butts in gear for a couple of yeah. things because this yeah. Hangouts on Air is a million times better than it was a few years ago. Um, yes. And uh, figuring out, oh I can just share this link, I don't actually have to tr- rely on Google to invite people has made it oh, a yeah. lot easier. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm really but...
5: excited about that because that's that's a couple of things I've been really worried about. That and yeah. making sure Didn't that it records. A Google
4: Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got to use AOL, ladies and gentlemen. I mean that's fantastic. Yes.
2: Yeah. That's a big step. That's amazing. I'm so glad that that Janice is able to join us without uh too much computering.
4: Well, we were very smart. We did a dry run first. Yes. And we got that going. Yes. And uh yes, I'm I'm very happy we have this. We are at about two hours now. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're probably all going to get little things saying, "Are you still there?" Just so you're aware, if you hear a, okay. a time okay. <laughs> Um, Actually, is there
2: is there any more emails or, or comments or questions and answers or anything? I think I'm actually going to have to get going
6: because um, okay. Robert and Kenny and I are mm-hmm. going to record a Bob tribute thing actually for Inside the Ropes. That will be very mm-hmm. wrestling centric. But again, thank you guys. This has been awesome.
2: Thank you so thank much, you. Sandra. And um I'm gonna Facebook you later.
6: Yeah. We'll have to chat about, I don't know, being the same person and stuff.
2: Yeah apparently. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's
6: fine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> thank you guys. Bye. Bye Sandra. Bye. Bye. There are
7: quite a
5: few, there are quite a few podcasts that are um, doing tributes for for Bob so I'm gonna hope to try to listen to them all. yeah
4: that's great um,
2: so do we, we, do we have any more questions or anything uh, we haven't received an email or anything in a while
4: and there's been no posts on Facebook yeah I'm not seeing mm-hmm. anything in uh, YouTube or on the QA okay
2: um, does anybody have any last stories
10: then I do okay um, okay so uh, my other favorite Orphan Black podcast besides Clone Dance Party is called, uh, Tatiana is Everyone, which Bob introduced me to, and, um, I actually guested on, uh, an episode a couple months ago where they, uh, did just an in-depth episode about Delphine, and we talked about her, and, uh, before we started recording that podcast, one of the hosts just told me, hey, um... You know, after we started getting emails from you and reading them on the show, we got an email from another listener of ours. His uh, name is Bob, and he wrote to tell us, um, I'm pretty sure I know who that Katrin is. There aren't many of them. And if that's the catron, I think it is, I just want you guys to know she's a pretty awesome person. And mm-hmm. she has really great opinions. And um, I think that just showed kind of a lot about uh, what Bob and I had. Like I was pretty young when I got into all of this. I was one of the younger people in the community. I was like 14 and you know, Bob never, you know, let that be an issue. Mm -mm. Uh, i like to... a lot of people I referred to Bob as my old man friend because that was (laughs) fun and weird and it was just great because there was such an age difference and it didn't end up really mattering ever, so. Yeah. Wow,
2: um, Yeah, after you had been on the podcast, I had referenced you in the next episode, and I had mispronounced your name, um, and Bob corrected me, made sure I said it correctly, and then afterwards I got a message about um, how awesome you are, and how protective of you he is, and he wanted to make sure that I got um, all of the info about you correct, and that we were becoming <laughs> friends, um, because apparently I need, <laughs> because apparently I needed to adopt you, because that's what I do. <laughs> and um and so Bob Bob did care a lot about you and always had wonderful things to say about you and
10: Well, the feelings were mutual. He meant a lot to me too.
2: Yeah, he's he was a great guy.
4: Bob was really great like that. Um I know that he had He's one of the few listeners of the Epic Podcast that actually joined their Facebook group. Their Facebook group is is struggling because they waited so long to actually create one. Oh. Epic is another podcast that I'm on. Um, it's a radio show that is then podcasted later. And uh, Bob's been listening to that for several years. That's uh, another thing he and Shane share. And uh, I, I it just... The, the EPIC crew wanted me to send their best wishes, but they really didn't have anything specific because we never had them on. You know, mm. Because it's a radio show, it's not a... Right. The sound quality uh, levels are expected to be a little bit higher, and it's uh, the only guest that they've ever <laughs> let call in have been me because I moved out of the town and we're no longer recording together. So what we do is I call them on the phone... And we record our sides separately. Um, Uh. It's like every podcast that is geeky or has a really cool show, I swear Bob is there. Yes. It's really neat. Actually, you know what? I want to see if he was actually part of this other thing. So you guys talk amongst yourselves, and I'm going to check my record book right here.
2: Yeah, my favorite thing about Bob was his age and how much he loved strong female characters and the way they were represented and how important they were. And um, I always thought that was really great. Um, how much he he loved characters like Buffy and like Faith and um, and all of the clones. Um, because it, it I. Someone his age from the generation he was, uh, liking female characters like that and, and talking about how important they were and how how much they were needed and stuff like that just is not really common. Um and so to have him be like, No, we need more strong women and not just so that there was something pretty to look at, but because they are vitally important. Um I really I really love that about him.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: I really liked how um, calm and laid back he was, at least in the podcasts I was involved with. You know, he would kind of just—he would introduce things, he would let us talk, and um, then you know, things got a little slow. He would have—he would always have great questions, great—you know, great yeah. things to add so that we got the conversation
5: going again.
2: He was really good at poking.
5: Right, poking—that's it, poking yeah he could prod something to go get going, yeah yeah, that
2: really being yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted for me, most of the time it was just saying de Angelis, but
1: Yeah. that
5: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It> was enough <laughs> <Here it>
2: comes.
4: <sighs> no, he he really was good, um, I find sometimes some intercasts, um the experts want to talk about how much they love something and so they can sometimes not give their newbies enough or you've got the other problem where the newbies they're not their nature isn't to be chatty you know like Janice here Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's not in her nature to to speak up but Bob would always get you speaking just enough yeah
5: yeah he gave you enough rope that's for sure
4: yeah definitely
5: he was great it really put me at ease. I had a, a real, a real fear of public speaking for years and years and years, and I always wanted to conquer it. And uh, everybody on the Dexter cast, especially Bob, um, really helped me conquer that. Really helped me get through that. It was just like having a conversation, like, like over coffee. It was, yep. it was fantastic.
4: Yeah. Well, and and thanks to Bob helping Lynette get over her fear of public speaking and helping her in her own personal life with a bunch of struggles. She's gone on to create a podcast that, you know, how many episodes have you guys done so far? 69. 69. She's done more episodes in just a few months than I've done in the four years I've been podcasting. Now, Granted, I'm a monthly show, but still. And um, you keep having guests come on, talk about how happy they are that you guys have a voice out there and that you've created a voice for a community that has been lacking one and it's yes. because if you think about it you know this is because of Bob
5: it is it's because of Bob yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. We have, and we get hits from and downloads from all over the world And when I mean all over the world I'm talking Russia and China and Africa and South America and places that probably aren't getting the information. And that means so much. So much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys listen to my new bumper, at the beginning <laughs> of the show, you'll hear Margaret Cho in, in endorse endorses. So that was like, yo, my god. It was so fantastic. Yeah,
2: that was, that was amazing. I, I got just a message. Listen to the beginning right now, OK? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, she's she she said she was way too busy right now. She's got a new show, but
1: right.
2: maybe
5: someday she'll come on. But she said that instead, and I thought, oh my god, that's,
4: that's fantastic. God. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah,
5: Bob is actually, as far as I'm concerned, is, has saved lives because um, in our community, absolutely, in our community, but that is one of our biggest issues is uh, depression and isolation, and we have a very bad suicide rate and self abuse rate. And b- because of him helping me um, and the rest of, you know, everybody on my part that are part of the bycast, um, so many people um, can be reached now. And because yes. is that
4: is I wonderful remember. and amazing. Sorry. Oh, no, I, was I was just, just saying, I remember uh, Lynette telling me that when she talked to Bob about starting it up and you, you were saying, oh, it's, you know, the bycast and it's for this and everything, and, and, and you had like hesitation, and he's like, "Why would that be a problem?" I know he was, <laughs> he, was, like, he, was he was
5: genuinely perplexed because I said, "You know, Bob." He says, "Well, you introduce your podcast." And he says, "Bob, you know, this is about bisexuality. Is that you know going to be a problem for your for your listeners?" And he's and he's there's like this positive like side. He goes, "Well, I don't know why that would be a problem," and he was really genuinely like, "Why?"
2: Like, why <laughs> is that a question? Why would that yeah. be
5: a problem? And then yeah. he says. Very funny about you know you know where was everybody during the seventies in New York you know no <laughs> I did not know, like, know where it was it was very funny something about disco
4: balls <laughs> and
5: <laughs> but, that's,
4: yeah. just, that's just so Bob because it's like yeah. wait, there'd be an issue yeah.
5: with that. yeah like, he there's... was it was not it was it was he was generally like huh <laughs> he he was great
4: he seems to be like everybody's mentor, you know, hearing from his yeah. nephews and how they've impacted his life. It, it, he, you know, their Uncle Bob sounded like a mentor role and he's done that for so many podcasters mm-hmm. and hearing Katrin speak, I mean that's very much a mentorship role there and it's excellent. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. That's fantastic. great. And I think he he's always had that kind of you know, things that some people might think are controversial or are afraid to really speak out on, Bob's like, I don't understand why that's an issue. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and and, you and it just was Treat ridiculous. people decently, and that's how life is. Yeah. And that's how it should be.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: Awesome. And, uh, oh. He was telling me about the XM Dance Party podcast for weeks <laughs> and weeks, and I thought. I just give it a try. Watched episode one, loved it. Went straight to the podcast. Loved the podcast. And I was literally episode uh, an episode tonight. Podcast the next day. Episode in the evening. Podcast Mm. the next day. And I did that for what eleven or twelve days in a row. On the (laughs) bank, I was completely brought up.
5: He was ready. He were ready,
7: weren't you?
2: Yeah, you were. You
7: were ready. It was the, the. First podcast I've ever done we we'll have actually physically taken live notes for.
9: <laughs>
5: yeah. I don't. I probably it'll probably be at least a month. What do you think, Nutty, with the feed and everything?
4: Oh, yeah. Sorry, say that again.
5: Do you think it will probably be bad a month getting the feed set up and everything, right?
4: Yeah, if we if we work on it, we can get the, the mm-hmm. feed set up. Um most likely you'll just we'll have to create a new feed and then um Sub-
1: I've
4: I've got a contact in at iTunes and we'll uh we'll see if they can switch the feed over. That would be the best thing is if they can yes. just yeah. switch the feed for us. Mm-hmm. Um if not people will ha- will have to resubmit, but we'll see what we can get done.
0: Okay. Yeah.
5: Well, right, yeah, so. we can talk about the tech because I, yeah, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get
4: it Sorry. so the the listeners know that we are working. Yes, them. we are working on it.
2: Yes, and um, me, Lynette, and Janice will be back. We will not be having another co-host, um, but we will have guest hosts. And I do think we have access to the guest host list. So we will, when we get back up and running, we will contact you to see if you still want to do that episode and give you a tentative date for when we plan on doing it
4: and everything, so... Yeah. I do. I know. <laughs> awesome. yeah. You got it. I know, I know, I know. It, that was another thing that was great because being a newbie on on with Orphan Black, I emailed Bob and I said, I don't know what I want to be on. Pick one for me. And instead of just giving me what no one else takes, he, he seriously Thinks about it, and he yeah, and that was mm-hmm. great.
2: Yeah, he picked a really good episode for you. He
10: did. This one, yay.
4: <laughs> <sighs> Do we have any more stories, or are we about finished here? I
2: believe we're finished. I'm, I'm all dried up. Yeah.
10: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there are going to be people arriving at my house for a cast party soon, so I should probably
4: go.
0: Okay. <laughs> thank
10: it's you been well,
4: great. for joining us.
2: Well, thank you everybody um, thank you. for joining us. Uh, big hugs, loves, um, and warm condolences to everybody watching and everybody here. Uh, one day, hopefully, we'll all get to see each other in person and give each other actual hugs and loves and condolences. Um, but until then, uh, if you're not on our uh, Orphan Black fan group page, please join it. Um, and, you know, Lynette and I are both on Facebook. You can find us and add us personally. We would love to be your friend. Um, and thank you all so much for all of your your love over this very difficult time for, for all of us. And our love goes out to you as well. And to
4: find the Facebook page, uh, just type in facebook.com slash groups slash clone dance party. Yes. Facebook.com slash groups slash clone dance party. All one word.
5: All right.
3: Okay, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Nadia.
5: Thank you, Janice. We, I love all you guys.
2: We love thank you, you Lynette.
5: All right.
1: Bye. And everybody else. Bye. Bye. Bye.